<laughs> Pot of gold. You want a cup of tea? Yeah. I bought a uh, an electric teapot from Drew Barrymore. Just looking at that, actually. I'm in the market myself. Highly recommend it. Because uh, I bought some... I bought some caffeine and kilos coffee to try it for the first time. But it's really good coffee, and I feel bad running it through the Keurig. Like oh, I, have, yeah. I have the Keurig pod where you can put your own in there. Uh-huh. Um, and I watch it, and it just doesn't seem very efficient. Like, it doesn't seem like it's just waste. Yeah, it's, it's not extracting what it needs to. I feel um, the same way. And we always use a French press on the boat in Alaska, and, uh, man, it works great. And it's, my favorite. And it's simple, and it's easy to clean. So that's what I'm going to get. And I'm just gonna get a electric kettle like that. How much was that? Thirty-five bucks, I think. No, it's so steep for electric kettle. Well, I mean, it's true. Very more collection. Paying for the true very more name. It's also it's very nice looking. It's it is a very contemporary. Modern. Yeah, I use that word a lot. Way too often. I like that word. What happened to your uh, Dyson air purifier? It's still here. It looked like some... I know. But was there some sort of electrical short or something? That thing sucks a lot of juice. And it, it melted a heavy-duty yeah, cord. That. I don't even know how it does that. Because that cord is rated for... I don't really know the technical jargon, but a lot of... Uh, Colton bought one. And it's at the house. And I, I went and put it in my room for a little bit. Just to purify. Because it purifies the air too, right? Yeah. It's a fan and an air purifier. Yeah, so I ran it heater. in there. And a heater. Um... And I'll be honest, I wasn't that. I used it for a couple of days, and I. Well, can you trust Colton's recommendation? I don't know. I mean, he's a he's a cadet heater guy. But it's Dyson. I know that's what got me. I've been fucked on Dyson. I've never bought Dyson. Okay, so I bought I've Dyson. It. Every time I've used it, I'm like, yeah, the hand dryers are nice. The uh, they're great. The vacuums are stellar. Well engineered. Yeah. But even better marketing. Yeah, I just a bit, I'm just a fan of his story too. Who? That guy, the Dyson, the inventor. Oh, really? Well, uh, hey, why don't you spit out the gum and you I knew that pull the, the mic up and tell me the story. Oh, I don't know the story well enough to tell it on here. Would you like some honey for your tea? Oh, yeah. I'm going to go grab some honey. Um, I have a little... This is a little more out there. Mini protein, by chance? I have... I do. You want collagen? Flavorless. Dissolves right away. Yeah. Get Been that for you, man. That collagen. Oh yeah. I was like I was like I ain't wearing no collagen. Like that's Do you want to have skin that glows? Yeah. Do you want to have hair that flows? Do you want to have an ass that just won't quit? I think I got two out of the three. Get that collagen, man. You get the get the turkey. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Thanks, man. I could really use a change of scenery. Yeah. Everybody's smoking all the greenery. Yeah. Close the matches, they were handed down to me. But I'm still fly. I'm still fly. I know. I'm still fly. I'm still fly. Let's go. It could all be worse. I could be a hater like you. It could all be worse. to make the man, but that poison's gonna chew you. Now say it with your chest I'm now. young, I'm free Can't nobody take me here and now It's my time to run it out It's my time, it's my time It's my time to ride it 
Like this thing's got no memory. Everything's got to go to the cloud. Um, it, it can get very inconvenient. What are you guys going yeah, on you here? Like this oh, honey? this is the honey. This I thought this was like scotch or something. Macadamia first. nut honey. Was this uh, sunflower? I can see this one's popular. Trader Joe's. Mimosa. Does it have uh, champagne in it? I don't know. Wow. Trader Joe's is awesome. So I'm assuming this one's your favorite. I, uh, they're all good. I'm a honey guy. I like it. I'm thinking about that sunflower. That's what I was kind of. Yeah, I'm a honey guy too. I think the eucalyptus. A little menthol in there? Oh yeah, a little menthol. I'm going to try it. It's not opened. Anything with the peach? It's ginger peach. So Ooh, maybe the eucalyptus tangy. might complement that. I've had a hard time thinking of what else to use it for. I've been on the ginger lately too. Oh yeah? I got these ginger chews. They're like a high chew. Oh yeah. With the ginger. Like actual ginger? Mm -hmm. Yeah, you get the you know spice and stuff. Do you get it like fibers? Is it like piece of the no, plant no, no, flavory? No. Uh, but there's enough of a like irritation in my mouth and stuff where I think I'm getting some. I don't know. It's from a this Oriental Japanese or Chinese company that I've, I'm familiar with. They get an urban legend. Okay. Pretty cheap. I've seen them. Ginger chews. Yeah. Like a yellow package. I like the CBD gummies from Urban Legend. Oh, do you? Yeah, I do. Um, I'm glad you said that because I've been looking. The CBD from the. <clears throat> The storage, it's just too expensive. I know, exactly. Uh, and it doesn't, like, for how much, for what you use, uh, I just burn through it. Me too. Um, it's way too expensive. Like, I could probably do 200 milligrams easily of just CBD and feel great. Reduces inflammation, makes my mood good. Yeah. Makes it just harder to upset me. Yeah. Which is really nice. I think I'd, I think it would help me not smoke as much marijuana. I bet. Because a lot of times that's driven by just like anxiety anyway. It was, it's funny, I quit smoking weed for a little bit, but now I'm just like back at it, smoking as much as I ever have. It and really helps with the stress though. Yeah. The other day I didn't smoke for 24 hours and I got really high strung. Mm -hmm. And I went out to the shop and Jacob was out there and I was just like da -da 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 -da, and tense and like was carrying my shoulders high and took a couple bong rips and I was just like, man, thank God for weed. Yeah. That does kind of go away. After a couple of weeks yeah. of non-smoking, yeah, I did. But it's uh, yeah, know. and like one thing I really enjoyed that doesn't happen now that I hate is that I was waking up a lot more clearly. Oh yeah, you know I wake up now and I'm like oh. the groggy mornings. Yeah, yeah, weed for sure does. Because I smoke before bed, and then I, if I wake up in the middle of the night and eat something, I'll go smoke again. Well, it's a great a sleep couple, aid. Take a couple bong rips, and I don't dream on it, which is a plus. Really? Because I don't want to dream. You have I've, bad dreams? Oh, dude, the worst. I told you about the dreams, haven't I? Some of them. Ooh. What's, what's, what, what have you been dreaming I got about? Two I got two big ones that have like followed me around for my life. Refresh uh, my memory. I think we've talked about this before. I have a couple too. We could talk about that for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah, dude, let's do a one, let's do an episode on dreams. Um, Not just telling our own dreams, because that's kind of boring. Yeah. Oh, this is always sunny in Philadelphia. It's one of my favorite lines, but... When it comes to like hearing somebody else's dreams, it's like looking through a stack of old pictures. You know, if if I'm not in them and nobody's naked, I don't really give a fuck. As far as somebody else's dreams go? Yeah. That I, that's again not my line. I just think it's funny. I just started following them on Instagram and it's yeah, they're good for a they're always good for a quick chuckle. Yeah. You watch a 20 second clip and you get a laugh out of it. I've been laughing more with 
social media. Me you too. Know, I used to like, I don't know, think that it was ridiculous. People like watching videos and stuff like that of like a, you know, like pig dressed as a dinosaur or something like that. And you're well, like, why not? And, but then I'm doing it, you know, I'll notice myself LOLing actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, there's some really good internet videos out there. Yeah, there really are. Especially uh, of people falling down. And just laughing more, I've noticed his, I, I noticed a correlation with, with my mood. Like before that, I was I spent a lot of time alone, so I'm never laughing. Yeah. Uh, certainly not out loud. And that physical, you know, sometimes you'll laugh internally, but with the out, outward laughing, the it it carries something. It activates something in your brain um, when you're laughing out loud. It makes it real. Yeah. Like uh, you know that other people could hear it. That's when it releases the dopamines. I don't think you get that when you are laughing on the inside. Like you watch a funny movie by yourself and somebody says something funny and you're like, oh, that's funny. Because it's kind of a social thing. Yeah, unless it's really funny. Yeah. Uh, and I noticed that with internet videos. I will laugh out loud. There, yeah, I, I do laugh when I'm by myself. And I still get a little bit of a dopamine from the solo inward laugh. But nothing compared to that belly laugh, the rush you get of a, from a belly laugh. Especially the kind that you cannot stop when you're just laughing so hard it hurts. Uh-huh. There's nothing better. I haven't had that in a while. Yeah, I haven't had it for a while either. It's fun. Yeah. It's one of my favorite things. Or you hear somebody else's laughter and it makes everything even more funny. Like, yeah. I remember Ronnie Carey's laugh was like an instigator for everybody's laugh in uh-huh. high or school. Or Adam. Adam yeah. Ron's oh. laugh. <laughs> Adam was great. Yeah. Yeah. Even Dan Barley. Oh, yeah. I, I talked to Dan recently. Did you? Maybe a month and a half ago. He'd Shout make, out Dan Barley. He should find a way to get on here. Well, that's why I was talking to yeah. him. Yeah. He was born for it. He Absolutely. He's one of one of my short list. Uh-huh. So is it going to happen? Uh, he's in Idaho. It's hard to get him out, out here. Of, you know, the thing about Idaho, too, is uh, have you been to Idaho? I've been to a couple little spots, but, you know, not much. Uh, Priest River, where Jake used to live. Yeah. That was kind of by the area where I was, around Sandpoint. Um, you spend a little bit of time in Idaho, and you realize that it's it's different. Um, and people from Idaho are different in a good, in a good way. They don't want anything to do with us. No, uh, like Idahoans are very unique and they belong in Idaho. And if they're not in Idaho, they stand out. Shout out Idahoans. Yeah. And Dan, I like them. Dan is an Idahoan through Mm -hmm. and through. I mean, he should have been there all along. I I only know like five people from Idaho out of like the 30 that live there Mm -hmm. and they're all great. But this is just my personal opinion. Yeah, yeah, they, they are. They are. They're fantastic people. Um, yeah, I dated a girl from Idaho, and I went over there and spent some time over there and met her family and the friends of the family and all this stuff. And it was really close-knit, and everybody had property, and everybody uh, was That's very cool part. hands-on. Yeah, it was. It was. Uh, you know, they logged their land and milled the lumber to build these houses and... Um, very self-sufficient and, and not everybody like that is like that in Idaho but um, there's a lot more of it than anywhere else yeah I mean anywhere developed um, you know there's been some some talk about separating Oregon you've seen that huh? yes I was actually just gonna bring that up the western it's like pretty much down the Cascades you know what the biggest um, like hang up is on that what that Idaho doesn't want <laughs> more people to move there they're worried that it's going to create too much awareness of Idaho and that people are going to come into the state, mm-hmm. they don't, into the existing part of Idaho. So not even the part that's going to be new, yeah. which I don't know. That probably, I don't know. It makes sense to me. It does culturally seem like there's a lot more 
in common with yeah you definitely. know northern idaho than portland well i mean you start you could there's all kinds of things like politics. Take Washington too. The Pol- Eastern half. No, it's true. Politics for one. Yeah. You know, people vote tend to vote conservatively on that part of the state and more liberally over here. And uh, you know, you can see the demographics on what county, how counties voted, and a lot of counties over there are voting red. And same thing with Eastern Oregon. Uh, and on the west side of the Cascades, they're voting blue. And Idaho is a red state. And yeah. Um, I say from Ellensburg over, mm-hmm. they can just all absorb it and i spent some time on that you know quite a bit of time in the eastern part of the state and eastern oregon too uh and the people are similar uh and they are different than it's a little slower way of life Mm -hmm. um in a good way i'm kind of the more small towny it's more my style that's for sure you have to drive a long way to get anywhere yeah uh i tend to get along with the people a little more i mean i get along with everybody uh i try to anyway and i think i do a good job of it um, I think I'm just a little more conservative naturally. Mm-hmm. Socially? Socially, for sure. Yeah. I, I'm I, I not kinda, very political at all. Yeah, I, I'm really not either. I, mean, I, I, I could talk about it if people want to, but it's not my thing. I believe in gun control and abortion. Yeah, they're both real. But I voted conservative quite a bit. Uh, not this election. I didn't vote for president this election. Yeah. It's the first time I didn't vote for president. Really? Since I was... Turned 18. Hmm. Yeah. Didn't seem worth it. Anyway. I, I really struggled on who to vote for in this election. Mm-hmm. I, and it, not because I was, you know, dying to give my vote to either one of them. It's just the opposite. I really didn't, I really didn't like either possibility. Yeah, I didn't want to partake in this year's system. And yeah. all that nonsense about like, oh, your vote matters. You got to cast your vote. Like, no, my, if my vote matters, then not voting matters too. Makes a, yeah. makes a statement. And it doesn't matter. Uh, Pacific County was going to vote blue. Uh, the state's going to vote blue. I never know what to expect anymore. Uh, what I didn't like was that I felt like the DNC was too open about the fact that Biden wasn't their actual candidate. And it was like, he's a transitional candidate. And we're, Kamala Harris was, was the candidate. Then she should have ran. Yeah. It's the fucking president. That's yeah. not how we do it. No. Like, it didn't make sense to me. They all feel like proxies to me. Yeah, uh, I guess so. Just a puppet. There are a lot of people pulling the strings behind the behind the curtain. That's the thing. Like Biden's, in my opinion, Biden's getting his bread buttered just as much by people on the right as he is on the left, and that's why I don't know. A lot of times you see inactivity from the president's office. They get there and they got so many promises to so many different people to keep, and so many different people are paying them and you know got them there that can't really do much. It doesn't really yeah. seem like much ever gets done. It's just a bunch of smoke and mirrors. Can you imagine how horrible of a job that must be? Oh, man. I would never I would be, want to do Every that. time, like every press conference, I would be in tears. Yeah. Just, you know, I don't like being... And that's why I tend to stay out of those conversations, too. Like, I'd, be, I'd rather get along with somebody than talk politics. Me, too. <laughs> yeah, a lot of people just like that tension. Yeah, they do. They do. They totally do. It's like a and drug form. And that's actually form. okay. I, I don't have a problem with that, if that's your thing. Yeah. I just don't want to do it. And... Uh, yeah, somebody every, with like the temperament of Bill Maher. Everybody's an expert on it. Uh, yeah, and I don't know shit about it, and I'm not going to pretend to. Yeah, you know what I mean, though. The, like those those people who actually like that's their personality. But yeah, you know what I'm talking about. The people who have the kind of personality where they can go real hard against you on something, and it's easy to forgive because it, they're funny, and that's just you know that's who they are. It's not like yeah. if somebody who's usually really sweet 
and nice and all of a sudden they go after you and like attack one of your views it hurts way worse yeah than just like the naturally kind of politically debating type of person sure no I, I'd, I'd agree with that um, yeah yeah but um, it's ugly anyway let i want to hear about your dream oh so i haven't the recurring dream i haven't been dreaming yeah but yeah before that uh, the reoccurring dream, there's, there's two reoccurring dreams in my life that have been a theme for as, as long as I can remember. And they let's, come. Let's talk about, we'll each do one, one or two, and we'll look for symbols and themes and then look up what those mean. Mine are really, these two dreams, and I think it's pretty common where people have dreams that follow them. You know, the, oh, yeah. They the state are uh, consistent throughout their life. There's some pretty popular theories on why that is. <sighs> God, it's so hot. <laughs> yeah, it might tea. be too hot. I, uh, I set it on oolong. Oh, I saw you drink it, and I was like, I didn't oh. drink it. I tried, and it, was, it burned my face, <laughs> so I stopped. But it's uh, uh, it'll be proper temp shortly. I think next time I'll do a different button. Collagen? Yes? No? Oh, fuck. I forgot about the okay, collagen. Okay, that's fine. That's fine. Sorry, I just man. wanted to plug a little collagen. It was, was I mean, Melissa uses it every day, and she's got great skin. Yeah, I was talking to a girl about it, and she was... She takes it and she's like, yeah, you should take it. And I was like, I'm not taking no beauty product. Uh, and she's like, well, you're stupid because it's not just a, you know, if that's what you think, you don't know shit about it. And so I was like, oh, whatever. And mm-hmm. I looked into it and I was like, oh, yeah, I'll take it. Yeah, it's protein. Yeah. It's very dense protein. Uh-huh. And it's really easily dissolvable. And, and Yeah, it's great stuff. Yeah, it's really good. You can put it in anything. Go collagen. Shout out collagen. Dreams. Uh, dreams. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I gotta get some more honey in the tea. But uh, you got that sunflower? There we go. Okay. Let, me turn the, let me turn the teapot off. I keep hearing it. Now that I'm by myself, I would just take the, like to take this opportunity to say that sometimes Jeff can be a real a hole. What else? <laughs> Okay. Those soundproof curtains aren't soundproof enough. Those are moving blankets for like wrapping your furniture in. Oh. They work good though for what they are. Anyway, the dream stuff. I dream a lot and I, I have a really hard time remembering them. But like this morning when I woke up, I was, I was positive that I had just left another world. Like, you know what I mean? When that feeling is yeah. still fresh, but you can't remember exactly what happened. Yeah. I had that today. So I know I was dreaming last night, and I checked my whoop, and I and I was in REM sleep right before I woke up. That a sleep tracking app? Yeah, it's this little bracelet I wear. Oh, I've seen that on my Instagram feed. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't looked into it. It'll be on your Instagram feed a lot more now that we've talked about it. Uh, but yeah, it's and especially because you work out, so your phone already knows you would be into this thing. Yeah, but I've it's, got a couple. it's really intensive. It, it, it tracks everything. It always, they always show me things that I'm like, ooh, that, that's nice. I could use that or I'd like that. Yeah. Uh, they know how to get me. And I've been spending some money off the gram too. It's a great store. Uh, there's always killer products. What you been buying? This? I bought this shirt I like that off shirt. the gram. Yeah, I get, Dude, that's the, that's the show colors. You know, me and the octopus too. Um, it's octopus lifting and it's a good color combination. These pants were it's off fantastic. the gram. Um, I bought some shorts off the gram that oh, were great. Oh, yeah. Uh, highly shorts. A little too short. No, 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 You got to get the, they make longer ones. No, they mine make, were called 10,000, I think, not highly, oh, I guess. Yeah, highly. I bought a pair off bodybuilding.com randomly like, two years ago. And I still I have them. And they still look 
just as good as the day I bought them, and they're great. Uh, so I bought a couple shirts from them, and I bought a new pair of shorts. I went with the a little stepped out of my comfort zone a little bit. Got olive green shorts. I have a pair of olive green shorts uh, that I'd never wear. I like them. You just gotta match them with some black. I'm so pale, man. It oh, olive I'm green not. and black does not work on me. Yeah, maybe it doesn't look. Maybe it doesn't work <laughs> on me actually. You know, just I, I don't know. know. But uh, I got them and I love them. Uh, they're yeah. killer shorts. If you're buff, it kind of doesn't really matter. It does matter. Not so much. It should be, uh, ooh, I got a new shirt that says compete every day on it, and it's in like a, flow, a floral pattern. Yeah, it's really, I'm going to rock that. Cool. Yeah. Yeah, I like that shirt. The orange is cool. I've yeah. Been, I've been liking orange lately because of this studio. It's got a good fit on it, too. I mean, you can get, like, well-made T-shirts these days are just oh God, super comfortable. Uh, oh, yeah, T-shirt technology has... You really come a long way. You know, like this, what I'm wearing right here, this shirt and these pants um, and my boxers and my flip-flops. Like, oh, man, I'm comfy. Yeah. I am. Yeah, there's no chafing going on, nothing. Um, anyway. I'm going to move the camera while you um, tell oh, your story. Been, I'll take pictures. How'd that picture turn out? You got me in the, the action photo. I haven't looked yet. Oh, I'm curious. Me too. That was a tough one. <laughs> what? Okay, nothing. Did it turn out funny? No, I was. Um, I heard your stomach in the mic. Yeah, it's it's uh, rumbling. That's a weird. I'm trying not to put on weight. I don't want to get any bigger. Because um, uh -huh. it makes things harder. <laughs> like, to move around? Yeah, just like jumping rope or, or pull ups, body weight stuff, conditioning. It really does make it harder. So I'm trying not to get above uh, 245. And I'm staying right around 240. But the way I'm, the amount I'm working out now, um, I need the fuel, and I don't eat much. Like I haven't eaten a single bite of food today, um, and I can feel when my body's in a deficit. Like it needs catabolic. Yeah, it needs you know it's eating itself. So I try to eat more, uh, and I don't do it. Like I said, I haven't eaten today. But on the days when I do, since I am making that effort to eat more food, I'm growing. Oh yeah, <laughs> like, you look bigger. I, that's I put, what I was saying earlier. Right, I put strength on. When I put get stronger, I get bigger. Some people get stronger and they don't get bigger. And I am doing a lot of strength stuff, but I do plenty of, you know, like that workout I did outside. That wasn't a get bigger workout, mm -hmm. uh, but for some reason, it makes. How much do you weigh? Two forty two. Wow. Yes, yesterday. Yeah. Man, remember when we were like the same weight for a long time? And yeah, and, well, like sophomore with, year. Within, I mean. Probably up until senior year, really. And yeah, I wasn't. I didn't really get real big until I was like two twenty, um, at the end of high school. Yeah, that was right about right around where I was. And you got much bigger, and I got much smaller. And you ran a marathon and did collegiate Couple. level rowing. Yeah, I, I I was carrying extra body fat in high school. I'll never forget that picture, man. Which one? The one of you up in Beeham. Oh, I took You're a lot a of freak. pictures in those years. I lost all of them, though. I have no memory of uh, that time. Well, There's like one picture that I posted on Facebook that I got comes one up in my, in my memories of my back, and that's mm. it. But everything else is just memories. I'll never forget that picture of you with your shirt off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> good times. <laughs> uh, those pictures I took earlier of you with your shirt off are pretty good. I can't wait to look at them later. So this is going to sound a little <clears throat> shitty. Uh, I, don't know how, I don't know how it's going to sound. You know, they can sound however it want. Uh, I don't want my abs. I don't like them. Why not? Because um, I'm not trying to be cut. <laughs> like, that's the other problem. I'm not trying to get big, but I'm getting bigger. I'm not trying to get cut, but I'm 
you know, I do enough Metcons and conditioning and stuff where, uh, and I'm working out consistently enough where I, and I don't eat enough to where I am pretty cut, but I don't like the six pack look. Mm. Um, and now they're just there. I can't really I'm, I'm do anything. Get the fuck out of here. I can't here, even please. do anything about it. I know it sounds really egotistical, <laughs> but, uh, no, it doesn't sound like egotistical. Shit. I know if I ate more food, I could get them to kind of fade a little bit, but, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, you just aesthetically. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that look. I like the kind of. I would like to have a few more fat, barrel chest fat percentages on me. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So what? Like, what's your ratios for carbs to fat usually, and as a fuel source, do you usually stick more heavier into carbs still? Uh, I don't. Since I don't eat as much as I should, I don't really keep track of that stuff. I just mm-hmm. if it's if I want to eat it and I can't eat it, I'm gonna eat it. I don't worry too much about that, but. Yeah, I, I eat a lot of carbs. Uh, I stick to the simple carbs too. Like I don't do brown rice anymore. I do white rice. Yeah, me too. Um, I switched back years ago. Yeah, that it's brown better. rice just bogs you down a little bit. You know, mm-hmm. maybe before bed or something. You know, for dinner it might be a good idea for sit in there a little longer. Yeah, but the rest of the time I just want that you know white rice, and it tastes better. I don't care what yeah. anybody says. I love uh, white rice. It's good cold. You know, brown rice is a bitch. It's uh, not good. Yeah, overrated. Um, that oh, yeah. was so popular a few years back. Oh, it was. So that was what chicken I and brown rice got made on. Yeah, I got mm-hmm. built on 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 that. But an optimum whey protein. But um, yeah, none of that. Yeah. Um, no. Brown Do you ever rice. think about really dialing in your diet and doing like a show? <clears throat> I I I don't think about it. I just know like that's the biggest area where I don't. You could do a fitness competition in six months. I don't want to do a. I mean, I don't want to do a physique competition. I don't want to go stand up there in a pair of shorts. I'd have to fucking tan and yeah. I'm not hair. I don't have hair, so it's I wouldn't have to shave. It's such a weird thing, but it would be like a I'd have to learn one and pose. done project that it would be kind of just like a, for a, for a laugh, mm-hmm. get up there. Dude, I, it wouldn't be that hard to, for you to do. I mean, you'd have to do one bulking cut cycle. If I did, if I did some steroids too. Yeah. Well, obviously. Uh, you know, what was funny is <clears throat> I've had this growth spurt in the last like two, three months. Uh, where everything's gotten better. I've gotten stronger. My numbers gotten better. Uh, I put on some weight and got cut. Because what happened was I realized that I wasn't working as hard as I thought I was. Uh, I've been working out for like 10 months straight since I got back from Alaska pretty consistently. Uh, And there was like a three, four month period at the beginning where I was getting stronger all the time and, and growing. And then without even me realizing it, there was like a four or five month period there uh, three, four month period there where nothing was happening. Plateau. I totally plateaued and it just, and I, but I was working, doing enough conditioning and stuff like that to where I thought I was working as hard as I needed to. And it just hit me one day when I got on social media and started looking at stuff, I was like, man, I need to, I need to work a lot harder. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to plan things a little bit more and have a, you know, pr- loose program and uh, put it, I don't know, just been putting a lot more effort and the it programming is really huge. paid off. Yeah, that. I do some programming. I have gotten more into that. Uh, there's cycles. Yeah. You know, using, there's something to be said for not just trying to go as heavy as possible on an exercise every day, you know, getting your, letting your body adjust to the, learn the, the weight. weight and, you know, try and move the bar, the weight faster. You know, mm-hmm. every time I grab the bar, there's a reason behind it where it's, move the weight faster technique or weight and i try and do that with every workout too it's like sometimes you're going for time sometimes you're going for weight sometimes you're going for speed but there should be a purpose between but every rep should have a purpose to it yeah 
whether just, that's like full muscle fiber recruitment mm-hmm. or whether that's like full range of motion doesn't have to be the same. Yeah. Even when I grab the bar and I'm, you know, just doing like bar snatch balances or jerks or something like that, you know, I'm trying to recruit every fiber in my body, use that hundred percent or as close to it as you can on every rep. Um, but so I was doing this, realized I wasn't working hard enough and it, started working harder and I started seeing some results. And right around that same time, uh, I came across somebody who had steroids and he mm-hmm. was taking steroids and he showed them to me and they weren't the ones that give you, it was like D-ball and testosterone and two other ones. And I was talking to this other buddy of his who had taken it and he didn't, he said the side effects weren't that bad. It wasn't the hardcore stuff. And this is just what these guys are telling me. I don't know much about steroids, to be honest. I don't uh, either. I joke about them all the time, but right. I actually don't know. I've never even seen them. Yeah, I don't know. There's so many things that fall under that umbrella. But I thought about it for a couple of weeks, and then my buddy was taking it, and I didn't notice anything. And he wasn't working out, though, so he wasn't getting bigger. But I thought, shit, like, why well, not? why take them then? Uh, like, just... I know. I know. That's what I said. I was like, that's kind of a waste, but whatever. Um, and then he was going to order more. I think he wanted to see, test them out to see if, what the side effects were like or anything like oh, that. Oh, get a baseline. Yeah. Well, anyway, he did his first cycle and he was getting ready to order more and I was going to get some. Mm-hmm. I even placed the order and something happened with the guy he was getting it from. He got really busy with a competition or something and the package never got sent. Um, so here I am. And I mean, turns out I didn't need it. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm not going to do them. In all seriousness though, it's, they're not illegal. They're they're illegal in competition. Yeah, that's not the same yeah. as illegal. It's not heroin. Right. It's yeah. I don't know. The and I really think if you are doing it with a doctor, uh, what's the harm? Uh, doctors give people steroids all the time. Old yeah. ladies even. No, they do. Um, I've met co- plenty of people in my life who have taken steroids and they're not big and strong. Yeah. Um, you still got to do the work. Yeah, that's um, why. That's I want the stigma to go away so yeah. people will stop. Just writing off people who've yeah. gotten caught. Yeah, like it Lance makes... Armstrong is still a tough motherfucker. Right, I know. I don't care what he did. I don't have a problem with him with him taking what he took and competing. I have a problem with the way he kind of like bullied his teammates and stuff into people getting people to stay quiet and stuff like that. I mean, he was kind of an a hole about it. And... I don't think he had. Well, first of all, I agree with you, but to be the devil's advocate, I don't really think he had much of a choice. If it if it was. You know, the, the, his choices were probably choose between, you know, what he did, winning the Tour de France seven times. Tour de France. Man, that sounds so Pacific Northwesty. Tour de France. Tour de France. Uh, seven times and use these, you know, banned substances and bully his teammates and become part of this l- much larger problem that was basically a legacy there everyone had done it for so long right that was his only option to win yeah. like if he wasn't going to do that he wasn't going to be lance armstrong yeah everybody was doing it no i got it but he like went in and like really went in and like you know so not only am i gonna do it but y'all are doing it too facilitated some really shady yeah. stuff like, can we turn this light off yeah if you want i do smile <laughs> okay now i think i got it uh, yeah, that's, yeah better. that's better. It's harsh on the eyes. It is. Okay. Dreams. Dreams. Dreams, dreams, dreams. So my first reoccurring dream is... Uh, Point your voice at the mic. Okay. Uh, 
this is hard for me to talk about. Actually, it makes me uncomfortable because there's physical react. There's physical reaction to it. Um, the first one is I'm committing suicide. Um, oh, this isn't what I wanted. I, I know. <laughs> I know, dude. I don't, I don't want it either. I was going to tell mine about how I'm hiding in my house because the street gang, the Scorpions, is after me because my dad didn't pay his debt. Well, you don't have to tell mine. That one sounds better. It's a recurring. I don't get it anymore, but I used to get this dream like all the time that I was hiding in my house, that my childhood home, which doesn't even exist anymore. It's been torn down. And I'm in the living room and I'm watching. I still remember how the window, like the window still s- smelled. It was like a really old uh, mobile home with the uh, cheap paneling material yeah, I remember. and the old aluminum window frames with the black little tabs that flip up and down to lock it always condensation all over the inside of those windows the anyway the so i'm hiding there and i see this car pull in the driveway real slow and it's like it, it, it's almost like a uh, cheesy ass movie where it's like the street gang and these guys get out and sometimes they're wearing like leather jackets and other times they're just wearing normal clothes and the jets it's some group of dudes who, sharks and in the dream either my dad or me have fucked these guys over somehow Uh-oh. and it's always different i don't know who it is but and we have to run and i'm usually in the house alone and i just take off running out the back door as they're coming in the front and I'm running through the backyard, and I the grass is really tall, and I trip and fall, and they're right behind me, and I usually wake up right then. And this, I would have this until I was like 25. It was weird. And always took place in my childhood home. And I have a lot of other dreams that take place in that home. And I've always wondered if there was something to that. Like in my subconscious, that's where I live. Or I don't know. Or if there's unfinished business there that, that I can't get over and... My subconscious is trying to work it out, but that's where I'd say a third of my dreams that I actually remember. That's probably where a third of them take place. Oh, there's another place where it's like there's it's like this giant skyscraper resort type thing that's on the beach, and it's like multiple buildings and there's sky bridges and lots of elevators and tunnels and stuff. That's another place a lot of my dreams take place. I don't even know that place doesn't even exist. It's weird. You must be afraid of heights. I'm not. I love heights. Oh. It's, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, let's hear it. I'm ready. I've emotionally prepped myself. Okay. I'm sorry. No worries. I had a book about dream interpretation that my mom gave me when I was a kid when I couldn't sleep. And it had, like, really cool illustrations. And, I mean, it was kind of spooky in a way because, like, it was like an older book. And it showed like all these different symbols, like the mother and the child, the angel and like a tree and the ocean. And then it would tell you if you dream about these dream elements, what they mean, supposedly. It was pretty cool. I thought I heard something. Me too. <laughs> but yeah, another good one is uh, Sigmund Freud's uh, I was going to ask you if that's, who, if that's who wrote that book, because I know he was big on the dream interpretation. Yeah, that's how he got his big break when he wrote the dream book. But I don't agree with a lot of his dream analysis stuff. Some of it is good. I don't know. I think Freud got too detailed. A lot of his concepts are really powerful, but when he gets to the details, it starts to break down in my opinion. Like the whole Oedipus complex thing about how, you know, identification through the father and 
rivalry with him and all that stuff, it's it's all kind of cool and it, it does mirror real life. But just the fact that he talked about being attracted to his mom. Gross. Yeah. Ruined it. Ruined the whole theory. Yeah, there's there's something fundamentally broken with you, I think, if you're attracted to your mom. I think so. Not to mention he was coked up a lot. Well, that'll make you horny. <laughs> yeah, it will. <laughs> Yes, it will. Yeah, it's amazing the things that I've been attracted to on, on drugs. Like what? Just, the people. It's always people. Got got close to doing some things with some people now that I'm like, Jesus, that was that would have been horrible. And mm-hmm. there's times where you know I didn't leave, uh, and I look back on it like, oh, damn it. <laughs> I wish I didn't have that memory. Yeah. Um, so we weren't going to work. Lifestyles, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. From two different worlds. Mm-hmm. Yep. All right. Let's hear the dream. Okay. So I, uh, I commit suicide and- it... oh, Hold up, hold up. Let that stop ringing. We got some- the, the I extended your thing out too far. It's buzzing really bad. you scoot your chair over? Every time, you hear that? Every time we touch the table, it's going boom. Yeah. Oh, there you go, a little. That will help. Just don't set that on the table. Alrighty. Sorry. Alright. Or, if you don't want to do the dream thing, which we don't have to. We can go into this book, talk oh, about I'll, what it means to be a warrior. No, I'll do the I'll do the dream thing. It's not very long. Let's I mean, do it. It's pretty pretty quick. We don't have to extrapolate it. Oh, we're gonna extrapolate. Um, so I'm commit suicide. Don't set that on the table. I started having these dreams in high school, and it's sometimes I jump off a building, sometimes I shoot myself. I mean, sometimes a lot of times I'm jumping off the bridge or the top of the rock pit. Um, and I mean, I fall through with it, and I, when I wake up, I'm, you know, dead, uh, and it's fucking horrible. I wake up, so I have never been more scared uh, in my life as I am from these dreams. Um, it affects me physically. I wake up covered in sweat, and uh, I just want somebody. I just don't want to be alone. You know, I'll go fucking grab Chase or something. It fucking it rocks my world um, when it happens. Cause it's not, it, I can't, nothing instigates it. There's never been, I've never been able to establish like what brings it on. It's not when you're particularly depressed or no, something. No, 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 no. Um, so that's the first one. And the second one is, and this one's a little more difficult to explain. Uh, I'm out there in the world somewhere and something is coming after me. Um, and I, it takes, it takes many different forms, but it's, it's always, I mean, it's pure evil. It's the only way I can, like, I, when I see it, when I come across it, sometimes it's a person, sometimes it's an animal, sometimes, like, a couple of weeks ago it was a dragon. Sometimes it's an inanimate object, just like a house uh, or some kind of building. Sometimes it's the bridge, and sometimes it's a person, like a faceless, shapeless person. But there's that feeling that I describe when I wake up from the suicide dream, and I wake feel the same feeling I get when I wake up from this dream. I feel that in the dream, like the I evil feel darkness. 
just terrified and whatever's just a horrible vibe, the worst vibe that you can get from something. Mm-hmm. And it's coming after me. And for the longest time, like it always, it always got me. And I, it's something I've just thought about over and over again in the hopes that one day it would happen. But just within the last couple of years, uh, I've been kind of resisting it, been able to fight it off a little bit. Like the other day, it was uh, this guy's property that I've been to with you and there was nobody there. And I was standing in the yard looking at the house and I knew whatever was in the dream was in the house. Like I got that feeling. Uh, and normally I just kind of stay there and it would come get me eventually. But I went into the house looking for it. Uh, and it came up behind me. You know, it's kind of hazy on what it is, if it was a person or just like an uh, entity. And it came up behind me and tried to grab me. And I just kind of like did a wrestling like duck under and slipped it, slipped out from its grasp. Uh, and then I woke up. That's intense. Um, yeah. And, you know, when I have those, it it's with me all day. And it, sometimes it takes me a couple of days to calm down from it. Um, are you ever lucid? Like, are you aware that it's a dream when you're in the dream? Or is it once you wake up? That I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't think so. Because sometimes I have semi-lucid dreams where I'm not in control of it. But I'm very aware that I am dreaming, uh-huh. and I, and I know that like, because I've had lucid dreams too, where I'm I'm in control of it, you and I find your and I can think it, I can think it into something else. But m- more often, I'll have ones where I'm just like, ah, this is a dream, and it like I'll have I'll squeeze my eyes closed really tight in the dream and open them again, and now I'll be awake. That's how I wake myself up. But the uh, I don't know. The reason I ask is because if you, if you are aware and you can like make free decisions. It, it would be worth asking that dark figure what it wants. Yeah. That's what I would try sure. to do. It's yeah, like, that nobody's ever suggested that to me. It, my, in my opinion, and it's complete conjecture because no one really knows, I think that a dream like that is trying to tell you something or it's trying to address something that's buried in you that, that is important. Or, or maybe it's something that you have, you at one point thought was important and have forgotten about, or who knows? But that's like people doing those ayahuasca retreats, sure, where they drink that dimethyltryptamine, uh-huh. and I think that's right, DMT through the ayahuasca, and they trip. And a lot of times, it's in this really like tribal environment with native stuff and native symbolism and that kind of thing, and. I think a lot of that has to do with the kind of experiences people have. A lot of people report very profound experiences. And I wonder if that is because of the setting and the, the fact that they're kind of being led into that and being assisted by this highly powerful hallucinogen. Or if it is just like kind of a constant and you can achieve that without the, the ceremony and the tradition and all that. Who knows? But... What they say is like, if you see a door, go through it. If you see a staircase, follow it. If, you know, if -hmm. something's chasing you, ask it why. Yeah, I've never thought about that, actually. But the fact that I was, I've actually been resisting a little bit is a huge progress. It took me me years, you know. I've been having these dreams since I was 16, so half my life. Mm -hmm. uh, And I just started to be able to do that, you know, recently. Um, Like the other day, I was on the beach and it was a wave. Uh, and I was on a boat, and somehow I made it. I, the wave was coming. Somehow I made it up onto the beach, and 
was able to get out of there normally where it would just take me mm-hmm. um so that's yeah, good but yeah i should i should maybe just try and try and think about that do it's not it, something I can just do. Like, no. I just, you know, I can't just be like, all right, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. But I just got to <laughs> yeah. think about it for enough time. And Probably hopefully that one day it's, it sticks. Yeah. There's tricks. Like, there's specific tricks you can do to try to encourage lucid dreaming. I've been told to, like, find your hands. Try and find your hands. Like, before you go to before you go to bed, think about, like, purple and gold. It, it, it's, it, that's if you've trained yourself to think about purple and gold. Like, that's a cue. Whereas, like, almost like, you have to pair something in your memory to the fact that you're dreaming so that it just snaps into place when you're there. So like if you have meditated while you're awake on purple and gold means lucid dreams. Purple and gold means this is a dream. Purple Mm -hmm. and gold means this is a dream. Then you do purple and gold. But like that, you can do the same thing with like in that movie Inception where he spins the top. I haven't seen that movie. He has this top. It it looks like a forever spin. Shout out forever spin. (laughs) I have one just like it. They're really cool tops. You can, I've spent it for six minutes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Extraordinarily well-balanced. Mm-hmm. Very, very well-balanced. But anyway, in, in Inception, this movie, they go into dream worlds, and this guy carries a top like that with him, and he'll spin it to be able to tell if he's in a dream or not. Because if, if he's in a dream, for some reason, the top just keeps going forever. Which I really think is probably not the most effective strategy because you got a six minute top there. You got to wait six minutes to figure out if you're in a dream or not. What if somebody's chasing you? <laughs> it's like, it's, true. it's been eight minutes. This thing is not going to fall. Let's get out of here. But yeah, it's just, you need some kind of a portal to lead you to that thought that this is a dream and I can control it. Yeah, that makes sense. Another thing that I'm, that came to mind when I was hearing you talk about your dream on really both accounts is they both seem to be about mortality. The first one definitely is about mortality when it's in your control. Uh-huh. And the second one's about mortality when it's not. I always got a different feeling from the second one. Like the second one was more about life and the way I'm living it or the way that I've lived, spent a lot of time living it. Like not living the life I want, uh, letting, some of the evil things kind of run rampant and chase you down in me follow you yeah. into your future yeah like spent spent some well and i've talked about this on here like there were a couple years there where i was actively encouraging it almost you know like i was opening the door i was letting it letting it in uh, but i'm not doing that anymore mm-hmm. um, but it's still chasing you right it got but, a, it got a taste of that but Hilton. i've also been able to you know resist it a couple mm-hmm. times um so I think that's a good sign. I think that's the whole point of being here. You got to, I mean, that's the game. See yeah. how how we do. Like, it's, evil's always chasing. Yeah. And the good is always available. Uh-huh. You can always choose it. Yeah. It's never easy. So maybe it's like a measuring, you know, I can use it as a scale or something. Uh, to but, measure your own life? Yeah, to let me know how I'm, how I'm doing. I don't know. We'll, time will tell if mm-hmm. there's a correlation. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, those are it. I haven't had them in... Oh, probably. I haven't had either one of those in two, three months. You ever have dreams where you need to fight, but your hands are like sure. in jello, or yeah. you need to run, but everyone's so much faster than you? Mm-hmm. Those suck. Yeah, no, they're the worst. I don't get them very often, but when I do, it's then that's one of those things where I'm just like, oh, fuck, this is a dream. Yeah. I can run way faster than this. That, I, have, I have been lucid in those 
kind of dreams. I mean, there, there is definitely, now that I think about it, there are dreams that I have been lucid in. I remember once re realizing that I had the power to, it wasn't like fly, but I could just jump incredibly high and like linger in the air a little bit. Kind of like Neo. Yeah, and you could, you know, I could f jump a thousand oh, no, feet in the fly. air. He could legit but he fly. could, yeah, he could. Eventually. But he also do his jumps. Yeah, he'd leap a building. Uh, and there's dreams where I was like, oh my god, I got this power, and I jump up a thousand feet in the air, and I can like look down at everybody and, and land like Neo with the fist in the ground on one knee and be I've totally fine. I've never figured out the landings. Uh, but yeah, the, I remember once, like you know, getting to from in my dream, got from Chinook to uh, Long Beach in like you know five jumps big leaps and bounds bounding over the the you know the prairie and then over the bay and yeah it was cool i it get those too the jumping ones and but and never flying but jumping far and it's exactly like you described though except i never figured out how to land so i and i get that feeling in my stomach like when you're really high up you know what i mean when it's like you on a roller coaster when you feel your yeah, stomach yeah. go whoa right and I get that. Like a lot of times it's not, I never jump from the ground. I'm like jumping from a building or oh. from a cliff or from something. That's, and I'm having to launch myself out. That's ballsy. What if the power's not there when you jump? Yeah. That's always what I think about. And a lot of times <laughs> it's not. And I just fall and and I can, oh my God. It seriously is, it feels so much like free fall in real life. Yeah. And so much that when you land, somehow you bounce off your bed. You know what I'm talking about? It has like you, you, right. like, sure. you, you land. It's like, <laughs> fuck. Yeah. Your uh, mind is powerful. Yeah, it really is. A body cannot live without the mind. Mind can't live without the body either. Well, as, as a quote from the Matrix, mm. it's a callback. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Matrix number one is probably still one of my very favorite movies it's ever. It's a good movie. The second one, I started getting lost pretty quick. You're disinterested anyway, pretty it, quickly. Yeah. They got, it got like grittier. I like the thing about the first one that I really liked was everything was like, the juxtaposition between the matrix and the real world is so stark. Like the real world is so gross and like the tubes popping off of his back and everyone's pale and gross and just like, it's gross. I don't want to be there even as a viewer. Uh, and, but you spend most of the time in the matrix yeah. where everyone's got superpowers and they're all dressed all fly and everyone's just badasses. But in the second and third one, like the second one, it was, I don't know, too much Zion. And uh, the, by the third one, it's like they didn't hardly even go in the Matrix. It seemed like way too much. You know, this is a long time ago. I might not even be remembering it right. But, yeah, I was disappointed with the, the two second ones. I actually have the second one. Uh, I found it somewhere for like two bucks or something. I picked it up. And now that I don't have direct TV or Internet, the only media I have is DVDs. You're asking yourself, you know, I can't watch it on my new computer, though. No, uh, need a disk drive. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, no, I don't run DVD, and I don't know, I have no desire to watch it. No. No, it's kind of lame. I don't remember the last time I just sat down and put on a movie. Yeah, there is something, I have been struggling with it. Oh, like, put on, I tried watching that new one, Antebellum, fairly recently. Uh, some girl gets transported back in time to a plantation or something uh she's a slave and i was gonna watch it except my schedule up to where i was gonna put it on about nine o'clock and watch it till quarter to 11 and go to sleep and after like 10 minutes i was like "Ooh, i don't want to i don't know i just don't want to do this <laughs> yeah i, I don't want to get into it and put the effort to getting into it so i went and put on the old point break and fell asleep because i've seen that movie a thousand times keanu 
Oh yeah. 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 He's the best. Yeah. Mr. Wizard. Is Stephen Baldwin in that? No, it's uh uh Damn it, what's his name? Crazy guy. Uh Busey, Gary Busey. Oh, Gary Busey. Yeah, old Gary Busey. He's uh, Angelo Pappas. He's the veteran. Gotcha. Yeah. I liked his work in Black Sheep. Oh, yeah. Classic. <laughs> yeah, he's quite... You know, the funny thing is, too, if you watch interviews of him and stuff, he's he plays... He's uh, that wild guy. Crazy guy. Yeah, in real life. Big teeth. Uh, yeah, huge teeth. Did a, he played Buddy Holly in the Buddy Holly story, actually. You know, oh, really? I didn't know you that. You know Buddy Holly. Oh, yeah. And he did it... Right, where he sang all the songs and stuff himself. And he, he I, just, I just happened to see it. I don't remember how or what, but he crushed it. That's crazy. He Frankie Muniz played Buddy Holly in a different movie. It's that hard to Richie believe. That was Richie Valen he played. Was it? Mm-hmm. In Walk Hard, the Dewey Cox story? No. Have, have you seen that? <laughs> no. Uh, uh, it was he a played... particularly bad case of a boy being cut in half. <laughs> no, but I've seen, uh, I know that movie you're talking about with, John C. Riley. No, I, I'm talking about the movie that we're talking about before that. The I forgot Richie about Valen. Was it? Oh, uh, what's that actor's name we're talking about again? Gary Busey and Frankie Muniz. Frankie Muniz. Malcolm in the Middle. Oh yeah, I was thinking of. I'm, I'm all fucked up. Anyway, <laughs> he, I'm pretty sure he played Buddy Holly in Walk Hard. He might have. Yeah, that I was thinking of. So uh, funny. Lou Diamond Phillips in this other movie. You talked about him on another episode. I don't remember who that is. He was in like something with Denzel. <laughs> oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh man, that was a horrible movie. Yeah, it's uh, like Code of Honor or something like that. I cannot believe we're talking about that movie again. <laughs> Denzel's <laughs> Denzel's reviewing a Medal of Honor that's being rewarded to Meg Ryan, who's yeah, dead. We know she's a helicopter pilot. We know, and the helicopter crashed. I was gonna make sure that you know the helicopter crashed, uh, and they all survived. But then, like the insurgents were trying to kill him. Uh, and Denzel has to decide if Meg Ryan's worthy. Supposedly, of the metal. she did some heroic shit. That's what they say. Um, and so he goes to ask, and he's like, "No, I don't." Lou Diamond it. Phillips. He's like, "Hey, what's the deal, Lou?" Uh, he's like a skinny James Edward almost. Does she? Yeah. Does she know? Like, did she do it? And uh, he ends up committing suicide. Parks his train on the car on the tracks, and he doesn't. Spoiler alert! Doesn't find out. That movie is a spoiler. It spoils your life. You, spoils your day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> your yeah. night. That's good. Speaking of spoiling your day, I want to make you read some of this book with me. You want to do that? Yes. So we're about to get cheesy because this book is called The Warrior of the Light, a manual. It's by the author of the million copy bestseller, The Alchemist, Paulo Coelho. Is that how you say his name? I thought we could just, okay, so this book is like little poems or little essays, and each page is a different one. It's like a really great toilet book. It is. Jeff left it on the back of the toilet like five years ago, longer, and... It was mine, wasn't it? I don't yeah. remember where it came from. Huh. Well, I took a liking to it. Oh, it's great. And when I moved, I great. took it with me. I didn't need it anymore. There is a passage in there that really spoke to me that I got to find. I know there's one in particular that stands out to me. Well, I bet you if you just open it randomly, God will put you right to it. And if he doesn't, you yeah. can just pretend that that was the one you liked. He doesn't work through me that way. <laughs> Never know till you find out. You want to go first? All right, here, I'll... I'll uh... I'm sorry.
The warrior of the light views life with tenderness and determination. He stands before a mystery whose solution he will one day find. Every so often he says to himself, This life is absolutely insane. He is right. In surrendering to the miracle of every day, he notices that he cannot always foresee the consequences of his actions. Sometimes he acts without even knowing that he is doing so. He saves someone without even knowing he is saving them. He suffers without even knowing why he is sad. Yes, life is insane, but the wisdom of the word lies in choosing his insanity wisely. Wow. That's it. That's pretty good. Yeah. What do you think it means? Ooh. I'll take this one. Yeah, you go. So I went for a walk with my sister today. Mm-hmm. And I pretty much said that exact thing without any of the cool warrior symbolism. But basically, I think it means like life is a fucking trip. Yeah. How are we here? The fact that we're here is so amazing that to take it for granted is a tragedy. Think of probability. So if you think of all the events in a row that it took to get you here and me here, at this moment, that's a fuckload of events. And the chances of each one of them happening are small in the whole course of existence. So every moment is really technically a fucking miracle or a statistical anomaly at the very least. So life is insane. The fact that we are here, I was looking at a picture of a soft shell turtle that, I mean, I posted it on my Instagram story because I haven't been on there yet today. I had no idea that these little fuckers existed. The these soft shell tortoises. It looked delicious. And I mean soft, supple, no shell, nothing to chew around. It looked kinda like a prolapsed anus. Mm-hmm. Um but like with a face. Seen a lot of prolapsed anuses, have you? I've seen it. Doesn't a couple. take very many. No, it stick <laughs> it, you don't uh, it burns itself into your memory. It oh, sure does. God, it's horrifying. But anyway, this turtle. It had a look on its face like the only things that were going through its head were don't let anything eat me. Let's find some shit to eat. Maybe along the way I'll fuck something. And that's it. And when it gets tired, it's going to sleep. And then nothing else. And, and you can just tell that by looking at that creature's eyes. Yeah. And that's, I mean, that's why they say that the parts of our brain that deal with those functions is the reptilian part of the brain. Because they think, you know... What are the chances that there's much more going on in any reptile brain? Yeah. Probably pretty small with those. I mean, you, and, and it's in the eyes. You can tell when you look in the eyes. Lifeless eyes. Like a but. Doll's eyes. Like a shark's eyes. Adults too. But really. That's most, dolls, not adults. Oh, yeah, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you said adults. Oh, no, I meant dolls. Dolls. Baby dolls. Little girl dolls. Dolls are weird. Hmm. Lots of dolls in my life right now. You know, I have a huge secret collection of stuffed animals. Really? Never. I've Every stuffed animal that's been given to me in my life was given to me from somebody, usually my mama. And I don't have the heart to throw away her little Snoopy doll that says I love you with a heart on it. Where um, do you keep them? They're in some Tupperware at the folks' house in the garage. So you've got them saved in legit storage units. Yeah, there's like a Mr. Bean... You know, Mr. Bean, mm-hmm. uh, his teddy bears. Uh, there's. I, I, mean, there's I never got good... Mr. Bean. Oh, it's a 
You might now. British humor. I didn't understand it at all. Yeah. Well, you might now. I might. Yeah. Uh, I, I got Monty Python. It's funny back yeah. then. Oh, there. Sometimes I watch Monty Python. I'm like, well, it's, it's all right. I get it, but it's not that funny. Uh, and then other times I watch it, and it is so goddamn it's transcendent. funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'll laugh by myself mm-hmm. watching. Uh, oh, I can't remember what the, my favorite movie is. I don't think it wasn't Live for Brian. Uh, was anyway. it uh, the Holy Grail? It was. No, it was the life of Brian. Actually, they're both good. Yeah, the show is good. Yeah, no, those those actors in of themselves, their are, voices are, are my favorite part of their comedy. Right, they have those, just like seventies British comedy voices. Yeah, yeah. There's a I I like a lot of the old kind of British comedy shows. Actually, I watched them with my mom quite a bit, like Faulty Towers or uh, Are You Being Served. Um, but anyway, John Cleese was Falsy Towers, where he was like the manager of a hotel in a small British town, you know. And of course, he'd guests were giving him grief all the time, and the the his employees were always fucking up. And he's he seems like he was the most popular out of that group. I think he was the one success. who had like most commercial success. Yeah, Eric sure. Idle was pretty fucking funny. I yeah. liked him too. Yeah, he's good. I think he got more into like the producing side of it. He was the most likable to me. Uh, I like I connected with him the most. Uh, out of the group and that other guy who looked almost just like him uh, he was good too but I don't remember his name Graham Chapman I don't know yeah anyway um, I'll do I'm gonna do one of these now oh I, I had a thought on that oh, yeah. actually so I, I what I was thinking was kind of along that line where like it's the acceptance that life is insane and it is fucking crazy and it is a miracle to hear and it's that way no matter what path you choose in life no matter what you're doing if you're a, you know if you don't do anything and you stay in your house you know watch your tv and begin on the internet all day like that's still fucking incredible uh and it's still insane that you're able to exist in a climate controlled environment that's got you have access to every piece of information on the planet yeah. uh, at your fingertips. Uh, th- even, you know, you're eating a f- piece of food that was made overseas with the, the, you know, through the miracle of science. Uh, it's endless. It's endless. And you can, you, you know, and you can take it to the other end of the spectrum on that. Of like some, you know, somebody living a you know, totally fucking wild life and they're, you know, somebody goes to space or something like that. Like it's still insane. Uh, so, and you're going to have issues and problems and all that kind of stuff, no matter what path you decide to take. Uh, so take the path that you want to take. Oh, that's beautiful, man. That's, I think that's exactly right. Because no matter what, you're going to have the same issues come up. You know, they're just going to be different. They're going to be your issues. I guess that statement doesn't make sense. No, but. no, but you're going to have the same level of challenges. Not, maybe not level, but you're going to have challenges. Yeah. And failures and victories and uh, people are going to fuck you over and... Uh, bad shit's just going to happen. Good shit's just going to happen. And you know, you're going to fuck up and struggle at times. And, and the warrior that. of the light doesn't let that fear stop him. No. Uh, and he chooses the life that he wants to live. Getting that, you know, yeah, I haven't lived my life that way. <laughs> I don't know, man. It seems like you're doing what you want to do. I'm trying. I'm working on it lately. I've been mm-hmm. doing, yeah, I've been making some changes for sure. I'm trying that. The last year of my life has been you dedicated to trying to make live the life I want to live. Yeah, you're not yeah, the life you're living now isn't the same life you were living a year ago. That's no. for sure. Part of that though is securing like the autonomy and ability to do that. Like 
making sure that your shit's taken care of. Like, yeah, I, yeah. I, you can't just abandon responsibilities no, to no, pursue no. your whimsy, right. even though that may be what you want to do. Yeah. But I think that a big part of being a man is yep. manning up, yeah. taking on the responsibilities that you have accepted and, and carrying them with pride. Yeah, and I don't have a lot of them right now, but I can't even, like, I can't go out to the shop and, like, right now, since I'm not fishing, you know, I wake up and do whatever I want, and I have a couple of responsibilities, but unless those are met, I can't enjoy my time out in the shop. And sometimes it's something little, like the dishwasher needs to be unloaded or something yeah. like that. I notice that if I got all my shit done and I go out there and try and work out, I can be much more in the moment. Otherwise, you're thinking about it. and You're either rushed or yeah. you're procrastinating about something yeah, else. No or... But I'm trying to make sure I take care of all the responsibilities that I have now in this stage of my life to prep myself for taking on more responsibilities. Because mm-hmm. uh, I don't have a lot right now. Mm-hmm. So That's a good planning phase. Yeah. To so figure I'm out what do. you want and aim. Yeah. Yeah. You won't hit the mark unless you're aiming. That's true. But you got to know what the mark Probably is. Probably won't hit it anyway. You might not. Actually, no, you probably most, <laughs> most of the time. I'll just find a new mark. Exactly. That's that's the best part about this life. Yeah, it's is like that, a game of darts. You, it turns out you didn't want the bullseye after all. Yeah, exactly. That triple 20 is looking pretty sweet. Mm. And that's Bitcoin. Yeah. Doge. <laughs> no, fuck Doge, man. I don't care about the Elon Musk's developers. I'm off the Elon train. No, I'm not. Elon, was, you broke my heart. I was never on it. What? I was never on it. I mean, I'm a fan of his, but uh, I don't take his advice. Why not? Because uh, he's in it for himself? I gotta be honest, I don't take a lot of people's advice. Oh, that's true. <laughs> Why would you? <laughs> you don't even fucking know him. <laughs> Some stranger. Yeah. He doesn't have my best interest at heart. No, he, he literally doesn't. Um, he's He's got an agenda. Well, yeah. and I don't blame him for it. I don't either. It's just like, but you can't... He's good at this. You can't have it both ways. You can't like take his advice and then later be like, what the fuck, man? You led me wrong. Like, he's not even, he doesn't know you exist. No. He's uh. like, why would I, why would I give you, I didn't give you advice. <laughs> like, but I thought, I guess that's true. I felt special. Yeah. Like, what you said had a direct correlation to my life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no. No, sorry. That quote was... on Instagram really spoke to me. Yeah. He's, he's uh, got way more influence than he should. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's people's fault. They're, yeah. they're letting them influence him. Like, I help, man. I fell right into it. I take a lot of pride in not being influenced by a lot of people. It's hard. Yeah, I hate bleed. I, I, I feel manipulated when I'm influenced. Me too. <laughs> I don't like being manipulated. I think part of that is because I'm a natural manipulator. Uh, so I know it when it's happening to me. Like, wait a minute. I don't like what's happening here. Yeah, um, man. I That reminds me of how I feel when, like, Okay, so on this podcast, we could easily like have conversations where we walk intentionally into certain areas and we have kind of somewhat planned responses and stuff. And I could do this with people without even having to talk to them about it first, just by emotional manipulation. But I don't want to fucking do that. Same with like trying to convince people to get on this, like to listen to this show. Yeah, I could make clickbait and I could I could target Good. certain audiences and I could do all kinds of stuff. You but could trick them. I don't really want to do that. It's like, if you don't like the show, don't listen to it. That's fine. I get, when I get clickbaited, I'm like, fuck you. I'll burn, like, I'm not participating. I'm, yeah. backing, I'm backing out of it. Oh, man. Like, if you click on a link and uh, for like, oh, it's going to show you a list of the 10, like, most expensive millionaires' homes or something. Mm-hmm. That's a bad example. I would never click that link. But the... Uh, you have, though, haven't you? No. I don't uh, give a fuck. Um, but that's just an example. I but like 10... Link individual pages where each time you have to click the next page and so each time it's a fresh load of all these new ads it's just like 
no, you're stealing my attention for for profit. Yeah. And I don't like it. That's all it is. Um, but it, I mean, it is genius. Or like 30 s- pictures of celebrities when they were kids. Right. That's one I have actually clicked because I was like, I want to see what what Captain America looked like at his prom. I've noticed that as long as I'm on websites that I should be on, uh, clickbait's not there. Like what? Like Quora? I don't even know what that is. Like I, if I go I check, actually. you know, if I go check like Fox News or CNNnews.com, which I do check both, um, there's clickbait on them. I'm trying to figure out how you determine which websites you should and shouldn't be on. Like uh, my Gmail. Mm-hmm. That's business, you know, there's things I need on there. Yeah. Like uh, Instagram, I'm connecting with people, I'm interacting with people I know. Um, I have business and reason to be on there. Uh, it just seems like when I go to a website, wasting fucking time. Porn. Uh, I don't get a lot of clickbait on porn. No, if you clicked it, you'd be ruining your computer. Uh, I don't. I don't know. I just have a system set up with the whole porn thing where it's you know, go go to the same website and there's I know what to click on, what not to click on. Yeah, there's a safe route. Uh, because there's a lot of stuff you don't want to click on out there. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> you don't you don't want to mess around with the wrong stuff. No. You don't I want really, people thinking you're into stuff that you're not into. Well, yeah, that's what I, where I was going. There's I a lot of that step-family stuff out there this day and age. Thank it's like, you. I don't want that popping up. I'm like, somebody's like, oh, yeah, Mr. Hilton was looking at some porn. Oh, that's no big deal. Oh, but sir, he's looking at a stepsister website? Like, uh, fucking gross. Yeah. It's so fucking wrong. Like, so it's you like, want to pretend. So you're not getting aroused by a stranger, so you want to pretend that stranger is your sister, yeah. but not really your sister. Even though they're both in their 30s and they're talking about mom and dad's gonna be home. You're fucking 35. I remember I slept with a girl once who had the same name as my sister and I couldn't say it. Yeah, like yeah, it, that'd be no, it was no way, deal breaker. It was breaker. weird. Yeah, I was like, oh, Lynn's, I can't even say it now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, Jesus, yeah. type of boner killer. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think I called her Fred or something like that. She. She got pretty upset. But. That's worse, man. No, I didn't call She's her like, Fred. I fucked a gay dude this weekend. You <laughs> <laughs> kept saying Fred. Uh, <laughs> I said uh, I said another girl's name once. I said the wrong girl's name. Yeah. I was having sex with this girl. And, that happens. Uh, she was doing something to me, and I said this other girl's name. Uh, and she heard me. And right away, I was like, threw my hands on my mouth and expected my dick to get cut off. Like, at any like, moment, it was like... Nothing's happened. I look down. She's still doing what she's doing. And it's like, oh, okay. So I got away with it. And then uh, later, after we broke up, she told me that she had heard it and was determined to rectify the situation. Erase that from your memory? Yeah. Uh, which didn't work. A good blowjob will do that. Wow. Uh, most girls would have not gone that route. That's for sure. Would you be bothered by that? Fuck yeah. If, if, if you're, if you ha- okay, were- no, no, you're having sex with somebody and she's like, oh, oh, Jeff, Nesbitt, oh my God, you'd be offended. Yeah. Okay. Funny. If you're going down on your wife. No, it I'll- has to be penetration because it's a dick joke. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'll play along. Um, so imagine you come home from work one day and. You're one of, and I'm Randy. I'm feeling. You want to, but right, and you and your wife hadn't had a romantic evening in quite some time, and you feel it's like it's been it, at least two or three it's days. Fucking needed. So I'm brimming. Uh, so you 
go in there and you put your wiener in her. Uh, and all of a sudden she's like, yeah. oh, Jeff Hilton. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No. Fuck you, Jeff. Actually, it's more like, no, 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 stop, 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 stop. Mm, that doesn't sound sexy. No, it's not. Yeah, that would be a real bad problem. Because like, it's, it's just like I talked about with the stepsister stuff and all that, yeah. how it like not only does it not turn me on, but it will do the opposite. It will kill my turn on. It's easy to kill a boner. Uh, yeah, when I hear a girl say, ow. Done. Fucking gone. Yeah. Yeah, good luck getting it back. It's like I, my hand slipped off her mouth. Yeah, I don't want to be hurting I anybody. shouldn't have been hearing that bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> the ball gag came out. Oh, man. Nah, yeah. sex is gross. That's why you use a dirty sock. It's... <laughs> yeah. No, it is. It really is gross. It's it is something though that we're like in America very hung up about. Like I probably can't talk about sex with most of my guests. Why? I don't know. Seems like you'd be able to. It's something we're all doing. Yeah. Why not talk about it? Yeah. I don't know. But it's it, just because it makes everyone feel uncomfortable. Sure. It used to make me a lot more uncomfortable than it does now. It doesn't make me too uncomfortable now. Me neither. I mean, I could see some situations where it would be. Like, I don't know. I mean, I told my mom the other day that I was horny. Freud would be proud. She was like, what's going on with you? And I was like, I'm freaking, I'm going home to an empty house and I just need a girl there. And she was like, Jeff, you're going to find, you're going to find the girl for you. Like, don't worry, you'll find somebody. And I was like, no, mom, you don't get it. I'm not looking, I don't need one today for forever. I just need one for the night. Uh, <laughs> And uh, yeah. and that that'll work for me. And she's just like, oh, like, I can't help you there. I was like, I know. Uh, yeah, it's a biological thing. You gotta no. have it. Yeah, like she gets it. <laughs> she's yeah. like, oh, I got a thirty-year-old son who's bringing with testosterone, and yeah, he gets horny. Not There's, a big deal. Yeah, then it's like it's not just the physical part, but that's a huge part of it. Like there are days when if you haven't gotten laid for a long time, where you really can't get anything else done. Uh, until you kind of take care of that situation. Like when you're just ravenous, those are not good days. It's not like, I totally can understand how there was a time when men were just thought of as animals and they were just yeah. kind of allowed to run amok <laughs> because there was there was no artificial sex. There's no sex robots or pornography. No. There was no flesh lights. <laughs> like there was just raping and pillaging, really. Was. That, was like, it. that was your fleshlight. Yeah. It's like the... You just got to hold one down. <laughs> that Imagine living in that world. Oh, my God. I would not have fit in well. No. I, I'm not aggressive no. in that way. I mean, like, physically, I have the tools to at least rule the South County. <laughs> uh, yeah. But mentally and emotionally, I would just be, you know. I would end up, I would have <laughs> to end up just, like, hanging around you and taking the scraps. No, you wouldn't want to hang around me because you'd be like, Jeff, like, you see those guys out there with those winches? Like, let's go kill them and take their winches, and then we'll rape them. And like, uh, the guys with the winches, or both probably. To each his own, <laughs> you know, whatever you want. Uh, okay. I don't discriminate, but I think that's Fred. Like, down I would, there. I would have, I wouldn't be able to do that. No, I'd be the worst gang leader ever. Like, how about we go down and wine and dine them instead romantic well, trick we go, them into fucking we'll us. go sweep them off their feet no 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 check this out we'll make them want us by offering them safety and security uh-huh that's what i do that's what i would do yeah i think it was probably a pretty uh, i mean that's that's a typical beta tactic mm -hmm. you know being a the nice guy, I'm a nice and guy. you get friend zoned it's it's 
yeah. one of the part of the risk. Yeah, I do get friend zoned. But you also don't have to fight the alpha. Well, I am the alpha. Exactly. I don't want to fight you. Like I'm letting them not fight me mm-hmm. at the end of the day. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> because they're not trying to take your harem. No. You're you're good. Why bother? Well, I mean, that would be a fucking mistake. You wouldn't want to get between me and my heroin. That's for sure. <laughs> Did I say heroin? Harem? Is that the right word? Harem. Harem, Your harem of chicks? Of chicks, of women? Yeah. yeah. I was I trying to know. get one out there. Jesus, a harem. I know. I wouldn't want a harem. No. That sounds awful. I just want one I can devote my whole energy to. It's great. I mean, uh, you know. I'll never know. Watch a Watch one romantic comedy. They talk all about it. It's complicated. I love that movie. I've never seen it. Is oh, that with God, it's JT and Mila Kunis? No, uh, it's with uh, Alec Baldwin, Meryl Streep, <sighs> and... Uh, Old people? The banjo player. The banjo, Steve Martin? Steve Martin. Oh, that is a good movie. You have seen I it. I have seen it. It is triangle. hilarious. Love Triangle. Yeah, yeah. It's a love triangle and, and some, oh, you know, a little bit of weed smoke. Meryl's great. Oh, man. She's got a heavy eroticism. You know what I watched the other night was, uh, if you own it, is uh, The Devil Wears Prada. You oh, yeah. seen it? Classic. Oh, so you've seen it? No. She's such a bitch. Oh, I God. heard. I love it. I, I heard it. all about that. Yeah. God, she's so mean to Anne Hathaway. Oh, it's Anne Hathaway. That girl can act. Yeah. It's a great movie. I like yeah. it. I don't care what anybody says. It's got Stanley Tucci in it. Uh, Tucci? Tucci. I love the Tucci. old Tucci. Uh, yeah. He's the best. He was the original villain in Beethoven 1. That's right. He was. Yeah. In this movie, he plays, he's like the beta to Meryl Streep, who's the head mm. of a fashion magazine. And Anne Hathaway gets a job as the secretary, but she's like anti-fashion. You know, doesn't doesn't partake in that kind of stuff. She thinks it's stupid. She's just trying to get a journalism job. Those girls are bitches. Uh, totally. It's like, you're, you think <laughs> you're not being snobby. Yeah, you think you're not being snobby, but you are being snobby. Um, and Meryl Streep's this tyrant, you know, and, and just a total bitch. I love it. It's super sexy. And uh, Stanley Tucci is like her beta. And he's a you know, he gay man in this one? Yep, gay he fashion designer. He plays a designer. great gay yeah. man. He knocks it out of the park. It's subtle, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think he probably has a range. He could probably crank it up if he wants to. Is it still okay to acknowledge that there's a gay vibe that you can pick up on? You know, I don't know. I was actually talking about this yesterday with somebody because there's somebody on Instagram who me and this person follow and both really like, and there's some gay undertones and Mm -hmm. homoerotic vibes on some of the feelings. And I don't even, I don't, you know, personally, I don't care. If it's okay or not okay. Uh, yeah, I don't either. I'm going to pick kidding. up on it. Like, if I pick up on it, I pick on it. If I don't, I don't. I don't, like, go ask him. Like, hey, are you gay? I have to know. It's a very small issue. Yeah, it's exactly. It's fleeting. Yeah. You're just like, oh, I feel I, my gaydar is going off. Okay. That guy, guy has like, a vibe. I don't, I don't mind gay people. Mm-hmm. I love the gays. Uh, it all. If you got a nice personality, I'm going to like you. I have not had a lot of bad experiences where I felt the that, oh, that guy's totally gay. And then I felt uncomfortable or like yeah. a, he was being aggressive i've never had that happen i've had a couple aggressive gay guys come at me uh, like to where that made you mad or uh, uh, like a creepy uncomfortable totally yeah. uh and i don't know at the end of the day like i got out of there like it it was uncomfortable but they're just trying to get laid yeah just like everyone else <laughs> exactly uh, they gotta i'm ask. sure that i've made a girl uncomfortable a time or two without trying That's to such a bad feeling i i yeah it's fucking horrible but you gotta try um and that's what happened with these there were two times in particular one time a guy at the labor temple quote unquote and i mean that like verbatim said asked if he could pound me in the ass 
Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's Ooh. awkward. All right. Well, he's lucky they said that to me and not somebody else because I asked A lot him, of guys would not like super, that. It was kind of inquisitive. It was like, man, you are ballsy. Like you That would make me that? feel really uncomfortable. I would uh, want to leave. I left. I did. Yeah, I didn't stay. I didn't yeah. get a drink. I was in the line for drinks. Uh, not because I'm, I'm feeling like that guy shouldn't have the right to pound some ass. I didn't want to get roofied. I didn't want my ass pounded. Yeah. yeah. That's that's it. Yeah. If I didn't freak out and call him a queer or anything like that, like... Uh, yeah. You know. Why bother? Not worth it. Exactly, He's man. Just a just an awkward it's dude. Just a dude trying to get some, some uh, trying to, uh, you know, get a shrinkter. Licked. Yeah. Probably. Yeah. The last five years have seemed like society has been in such a, a hurry to welcome this newfound acceptance and this newfound tolerance that we have kind of made the status quo which again is correct i think like we do need to have this tolerance and all this stuff is a good thing and it's progress we've kind of put the gay people on a pedestal and put these extra responsibilities on them that they like have to be these somehow moral or like spokesperson for their community or yeah. like a lot of extra responsibilities. each and every one of them yeah that's the gay the gay days. community are not our heroes that's not their job they don't have to be we don't have to put that on them yeah. they're just dudes and i mean <laughs> trying to get some and lesbians too included in that yeah we've done that with athletes too oh sure yeah uh hell we do it with black people right like tokenism yeah. where we expect one black person to speak for their whole race i never get asked well to maybe it happens what. to white people too like you're you're expected to proactively support those causes oh yeah that uh, is probably you can't true. like like i try and take the stance of like hey i support them but it's not my fight not my issue it has nothing to, no impact on my day-to-day life you're nothing part like of the that. problem that's what that's the reaction they mm-hmm. get like you're part of the problem like oh i just try and treat everybody i come across as best i can on a moment to moment like basis. what the fuck else can i you know that's the best solution like, i got enough fucking shit going on in my own life i got to get you know, you're, you're not a policymaker. Track with, yeah. I don't got to come no... up with a big cultural plan. What can I do? Yeah, uh, you just I don't know, be not, nice. It's just treat my, people well as yeah, all. That's what I do. It's not my. Mm-hmm. It's not my fight. Just like I wouldn't expect people, everybody in the world to hop on my fucking wagon. Uh, yeah. About something like the drug addict or the mental illness, you know, wagon. Like, yeah. No. Somebody who who doesn't understand the issues at all is supposed yeah. to just be a spokesperson and have a viewpoint. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, no. I'm not going to talk about shit that I don't know about. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not going to have an opinion on shit that I don't know about. That's really uh, not a problem for me. I yeah. like that. I think it's, everybody needs... I mean... White silence is white violence. That's it. I mean, it is something to think about. The fact that, that our people have done a lot of bad shit. Totally. It does put some kind of responsibility on us as individuals to be aware of okay. the situation. Don't you think? I'll buy the awareness. Awareness. Sure. It, like, we didn't do those things personally. Nope. And that's where, like, when people talk about generational reparations or, or things like that, it gets real slippery real quick. But it's worth paying attention and looking for opportunities to to right the ship if things feel like they're getting squirrely. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. But really, I, 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 I think the way you do that is the way you just said, is like, being a good person on a moment-to-moment basis. Right. And so many times in those conversations, when you are drug into them, you're not being nice to each other. And you're being fucking shitty to each other. And a lot of times when you get drugged into that conversation, somebody's fucking pointing their finger at you and calling you a racist and telling you that you're living your life in a horrible way. And that's kind of like the opposite of what I'm going for. Yeah, that's not love. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I'm, I mean, it's great that those... That all this stuff's happening, and I'm, I support it and I'm behind it, and I want everybody to fucking be nice to everybody. And if you got an issue, I want you to be included and not feel fucking ostracized for it or anything like that. Uh, 
But uh, like, fuck, I got, I'm a goddamn drug addict with mental illness that I'm trying to get my fucking life together. Let me cut him worry some about fucking slack. <laughs> yeah, come on, <laughs> fuck, I'm not a, I'm not a racist. Exactly. I'm a fucking good person. You who know what will be well. great? You are, and you know it's going to be a great day when we come to a place as a as a society where. You could say something that's mildly racist out of ignorance, and your friend will go, uh, dude, that's a little bit racist. And and that's it. And you be like, oh, shit, you're right. right. Sorry about My that. And, and it doesn't now mean that you are a racist. It doesn't mean that you're a bigot or that you ha- are filled with hate. It means that you didn't know something and you didn't have the right perspective and you were briefly ignorant about a very big issue. And then you go on with your fucking life. That would be well, great. Well, that's a, you know, that's part of the problem is that anytime people, like, people get so defensive, you can't, if anybody's called out on something, uh, I don't know. I just see, I just see a, a double standard all over the place where it's like, oh, you could call, it's okay for you to call people out, but if somebody's calling you out on something, uh, you get all fucking defensive and, uh. Everybody just reacts so dramatically with everything. Not yeah. only are the the uh, accusations in you know the conversation started in a dramatic and over the top fashion, but the like dialogue inside those conversations, just from what I've seen, I could be wrong. That's just my perspective. Is yeah. uh, it's so hostile and like how are and you're not even on Twitter? Yeah, like how could you expect? this conversation to go well when you're talking the way that you're talking like what you say matters but the way you say it in your body language and stuff uh matters a whole lot especially if you're talking about issues that are going to make people uncomfortable and make them feel like maybe they're wrong or something you know yeah uh, anything like that like you need to do that with velvet gloves not with a fucking hammer yeah if you want to accomplish anything sure but that's what i don't think people do i think they just everybody wants points everybody wants to call each other out and you know everybody wants to say oh i told you so or you're wrong and i'm right like people love telling other people that they're wrong yeah Um, the only thing i think i'm right about is that we're all a little fucked up we're all assholes from time to time and we're all doing our best totally well i don't know if we're all doing our best i really think that we are and some people's best is not that good i'll buy that I really just think that, like, when I've been at my very worst as who I am as a person, what, how I feel about myself or what I'm contributing to the world, I'm still doing my best. I'm just not doing very well. Like, my best is just not up to my own standards. But it doesn't mean I'm not trying. It's I don't know. That might not make any sense. Maybe it's a cop-out. But I just feel like it kind of gets into the whole free will discussion where it's like how much free will does an individual really have when they're – their choices are constructed out of a very limited, you know, a very limited range of possibilities. Well, I've wondered about that, and you actually talked to you about that on here with, in terms, I don't think we ended up airing that, uh, in terms of, like, mental illness. No, we didn't. Uh, That's one in the vault. Yeah. Because um, I've wondered about that myself. Like, how much can I actually fucking change? And how much can I actually control? And uh, how much power do I have yeah. over myself? And because you can make a, an argument for none and you can sure. make an argument for all of it. <laughs> I know. That's what makes that stuff so tough is that you never come to an answer. Nope. It's just like how you're feeling. I still feel- don't know. No, it's just like how you're feeling in the moment. Mm-hmm. Like if you're in a good mood, you might be like, oh, I got some power. Yeah, I do. And then when you're depressed, you're like, that's totally fucking hopeless. There's yeah. nothing I can do. I'm just fucked. I'm just a grain of sand, <laughs> a massive universe. I'm broken and there's nothing that can fix me. Yeah. I'm um, going to feel sad forever. Yeah. None of those things are true. 
Uh, maybe. Nah, I know for a fact they're not because they everything prove every it. one of those things has changed. If it's a fact, prove it. I can't prove shit because all we have is this moment. I can't. I, I mean, We're going down the rabbit hole. I just clipped this that that exact conversation out of a different podcast because it was boring. So we won't go down the rabbit hole. Well, we can just stop it right here. Yeah, uh, but that whole talk about like how time and interacts with your choice, all this stuff, who we are over time is intriguing, but it, it gets a little bit. But that's, that hells, hell, that thought though has held me back sometimes where I go like, how much can I actually do? Like, and that, that kind of encouraged the, the inaction mm-hmm. and not trying. Um, but then, you know, obviously I fucking put that to bed and I've been trying and turns out I, I'm capable. <laughs> yeah. And then until you're not, and sure. it's just like, shit just changes. <laughs> And it just flips, yeah. and you just you just gotta roll with it. Do yeah, your best. Yeah, move forward. Yeah, I I really think that if we all just have a little bit of grace with ourselves, we'll get through it. Yeah, I don't want to. I don't want to spend a lot of my day thinking that way. Like, oh, I have a mental illness. I need to do this and this. I don't know, man. I just want. It's wake, like rehearsal. Yeah, I just want to wake up and try to do the fucking best I can, make the best out of the, the day I can. I don't want to. I don't want to carry that around with me. I don't want to spend a lot of time. I mean, I do, and natu- sometimes it's good for you, uh, but I don't want to live in that world daily. It's it can be exhausting. good for you if you're if you're using it to be self-aware and like to give yourself some some mm-hmm. cut yourself some slack. Like, look, I have been diagnosed with a mental illness, so yeah. maybe I should lighten up on myself a little bit and just. I never do that. <laughs> I do it. Yeah, I don't. I don't do that one because because then I go, maybe those doctors didn't know shit. Well, that's maybe true they were too. Wrong. Like you can just so what if find it was three different so ones? Places. Yeah. Uh, could be coincidence well dude that that's always a possibility and we've talked about the whole you know diagnosis process for mental illness anyway and the problems with that so yeah uh, i mean it's it's kind of a thing where whatever way you want to go is the way that you can take it like you know it's the way you're thinking and the way you're acting about it is whatever's true um you're gonna make it within you know, obviously there's, you know, like hardcore schizophrenics and stuff like that. I mean, there's, there's cases and there's people who have less control than, than others. But you're, so you're saying like you're constructing your reality as you go. To, and, a, to and an extent, yeah. when someone like with schizophrenia, they aren't able to do that in a way that's cohesive and makes sense to yeah. the regular world. Like if life, if the, if each human is an engine, it's like, oh, they got a, like the crankshaft bent or something like they can almost work the same way as everybody else but no matter what they do like that piece is never going to be yeah you know fixed and that's where medication yeah that's where medication can come in and stuff like that everybody knows people like that everybody knows people it's like ooh, that there's just something different about that motherfucker yeah uh sometimes worried i was a person like that yeah i've i still wonder if i'm that person i do wonder if i'm that person Time will tell. Well, I just wish people would tell me. I don't think anybody knows. The, uh, the, <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know shit, man. Uh, the like, <laughs> the longer I go into life, the more I realize that like, it's all just so fleeting. In who we are. Yeah. Like you could be one person one minute and then feel like a completely different person the next minute. Yeah. So why try to bank on it? Why waste so much energy trying to construct this cohesive self? It's it's for other people. It's yeah, to make really, other people feel good. I'm really just trying to live. Cause yeah. Because life's fucking short, and I realize I've been realizing that a lot lately. Just mm-hmm. like how short it is and how fleeting it is, and uh, like don't wait to do shit. Don't wait to say shit. Like don't wait to don't wait to express yourself. Like if you want something, go after it. If you don't be embarrassed to, yeah, to want exactly. something. Exactly. If you feel that way, if you feel a way about somebody, you know, tell let them. them. Let them know. Um, sometimes it works out, and sometimes it doesn't. 
Yeah, and but either way, it's better than living in regret. Yeah. Or just living in a safe prison Yeah, that you I mean, built what, yourself. That's what I was doing. That was fucking shitty. You know, every day was brutal. Just so fucking heavy. Yeah. When you're not sure where you're supposed to take that energy and, and what you're, what yeah. correct is like. And like, when you think, when you, you know, the end I had in mind was suicide. Mm-hmm. You know, I figured it would take a couple of years to get to that point. But, it, you know, it's really hard to go about your day in any sort of positivity or getting anything down when you're just like, what's the, what's yeah. the point? Yeah. And that, yeah, that's such a hard thing to, to even talk about. But it's it's clinical. It's like when you, like we're biological organisms, our whole goal of existence is to propagate and, and, you know, spread like bacteria as a human species. So if you're wanting to end it, yeah. that means something's wrong. Yeah, I'll yeah. buy that. I, I think, I mean. If, you, if it's chronic anyway. Like yeah. My, yeah, yeah, my, yeah. My suicidal thoughts and urges are totally independent of the circumstances of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not the type, I don't do it. It's like, oh, I lost all my money on the stock market or something like that. Like my mm-hmm. moods and feelings. And that's part of the thing, reason that is one of the things that have, has been so hard for me to deal with is that my moods and feelings are, they do what they want. It doesn't matter what's going on in my life. I could have the be- things, I could be fucking kicking ass in life and everything would be going good. And I just don't have it that day or for I, a couple of days and vice versa. It's true. There's, I can be in the worst situation imaginable and shit can be raining down on me. And I have before and I'm still like, Oh, I'm in a good mood. Like I know it's better sometimes. I noticed it in jail too. I was like, Oh fuck. Cause you're not waiting for the other boot to drop. Right. Like you're here. It's dropped. Yeah. And there's some peace to it. Mm-hmm. I, I do great in a, in a crisis for that exact same reason. Yeah. I've, I've always told people that I do better when things are bad. It's when things are going really good that I, that I tend to juggling too many balls. Just get uncomfortable and start getting anxiety and, and yeah, waiting for it to the other shoe to drop. Because you know eventually it will. Yeah. Uh, Just like I knew that the the crypto market was eventually going to crash. Right. And I, but even, like, that's actually. I don't know, man. I took that as a fucking golden opportunity. That's what I did with it. Me too. Did you uh, get in? Well, I was in a couple months ago and then I, I hadn't like reinvest. I was reinvesting what I was making, mm-hmm. but I wasn't putting anything extra into it and then when this crash came i was like fucking perfect this yeah. is this, this week is... has been uh as as, in, as far as the long-term investors R- yeah, yeah this is not investment advice by the way of course no. always never we take advice. no responsibility you do your own shit and take yeah. responsibility for it um but yeah this week i mean the market dropped 50 percent. yeah the price Great is unreal uh-huh. and it's not going anywhere it's uh, they a lot of analysts are saying that we're entering a bear market and I, I'm really hesitant to believe that the money just left so fast. I don't know. It's it, going to do It's going to come deal. back in as soon as Elon Musk stops this bullshit. <laughs> He's fucking everything up. Uh, yeah, I don't know anything about it. I haven't researched it. I, I, you know, I've told you this before. I don't, I've actually been trying to pay more attention to that stuff and to learn more about it. And I am. I've just given myself 20 minutes a day right mm-hmm. now. That's all I've been focusing on it because it really does fucking bore me. And, it's kind of the same thing. Chase po- doesn't like it either. It's kind of the same things with politics. Like, y'all motherfuckers are talking like you know what's going to happen, and you don't. Nobody does. Like, you no. don't have any control over this. Uh, and there's been friends of mine who've got really into it, and they want to talk about crypto. I'm like, dude, you don't fuck. You ain't gonna fool me, dude. Like, 
you crypto first came into your mouth four months ago and you mean to tell me you have it all figured out all of a sudden like that's cool i get that you're into it and i'm happy for you but uh, i don't trust anybody well dude the the one thing that we do know about the crypto market is it is highly volatile mm-hmm. and that that's enough to know that like you don't know what the fuck's gonna happen that's what volatility <laughs> means it's gonna, <laughs> the it's definition gonna, of it's it. gonna you know um, but i'm a long-term player uh so when things start crashing i didn't I was, I was like, fuck it, I'm riding out. And if, if it keeps going and eventually it gets to the point where I've lost all the money that I put in there, then okay. But I don't think that's going to happen. Don't it, sell it. And it didn't happen. And it's going to go back up. I've talked to a couple of people that did sell. Uh, and they're like, oh, you know, I just fucking ended up breaking even. I'm like, yeah, it's because you, you don't sell when it's going down. You, you sell when you need the money. Yeah, <laughs> you leave that it's money. A panic sell. You leave that money in there until you got a hospital bill to pay for or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the way I'm looking at it, anyway. Yeah. Uh, so when the crooked crashed like it did, uh, I put some more double down. Me too. Uh, I had such a good year. I've actually been meaning to ask you to if we could get together and do some talking about it. I would love to. Let's do it on uh, here so I can make it. Yeah. No, I just mean like if if you want to know about specific coins oh, okay. or. Yeah, I mean, I'm just, I'm just getting into it. So there's, it's just, there's so much fucking information. Okay, out well, there. the it's funny that you say that though, because I'm spending so much time researching blockchains, like, and they're they're growing faster than I can keep up. So I I need to build a community around it that's going to help me find the new stuff and kind of get into, just get into it, you know, get in yeah. the that world. That's I I'm I'm gonna be part of that technology as it increases and as it gets bigger. And um, I've made up my mind about it. Well, I've been thinking a lot lately about, uh, you know, you're, you are the people that you're around uh, and their interests and stuff like that. And uh, kind of along the lines of that community, like if there's more people that do get into it, it'll, I don't know, I see a snowball effect kind of, yeah. kind of happening. That's another reason I want to be part of it because uh, I, I agree. Social contagion. Yeah. And I, I, I want and the I technology do think to it's grow. Here, I do think it's here to stay. It's like either you can be run over by it or you can uh, benefit from it, the yeah. advantage of it. Uh, and so I'm really trying to, even though it doesn't interest me or anything like that, I'm really trying to, I'm trying to try. You don't want to be stuck trying to get into the crypto market in 2027 no, no, when the what, dollar is worth a quarter of what it is now. And that's now. what I'm thinking. It's like the... And crypto is 10 you know, times more expensive. There's never going to be a good time to get into it. Like the best time is now. The best you time know, is it's like that old, five years ago. That, it, well, exactly. I was just going to say the, it's like that but. best time to plant a tree was 27 years ago. Yep. The second best time to plant a tree is right now. Uh, yep. That's, that's exactly what I've been right. kind of thinking about. It's not timing the market. It's time in the market. Yeah. Yeah. That's, Cooper Belial said that one. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. Well, that's why I'm just giving myself 20 minutes a day. It's like, oh, I'm just starting to slowly stockpile that that time. And some days, you know, a lot of it just goes in one eyeball and out the other. Uh, but I'm hoping that after a little bit of time, things start to stick. And I think they mm-hmm. will. They will. Dude, I've, I've been researching it in some, really just Bitcoin though, until a year ago. And then a year ago, I started getting into Ethereum and altcoins. And now I read... Pretty much any time I'm not working, I'm reading or watching a YouTube video about crypto. I like, or editing, or fuck, man, I'm busy. <laughs> but I love learning about crypto. I find it exciting, really exciting, because I see the technology growing and I see the potential and just all the awesome things that are going to happen because of it. And also, 
It'd be cool if I can get fucking rich, too. I'd like that. I don't want to have to think about money all the time. No, and that's kind of what I'm going for. Um, I'd like to... I would like to be making money when I'm not working. It's another yeah. thing I'm going for. I want to start acquiring assets and not just spending money on a big thing that's going to be consumed. Sure. Like a car. Uh, I want to start spending money on things that yeah. are going to make me money, like property. Yeah, and I've always done half of that, where I've, I've avoided the spending, but I haven't done anything with it. Mm-hmm. And the money just kind of gets wasted. Uh, it's, like, it's like I got a bunch of money sitting in the bank right now. I ain't making shit because I key bank. I just started a, a new account today that pays me 8% interest. What? Yeah. Where? You got to qualify for that account? No. It's, I mean, it's DeFi. So it's decentralized finance. It's not a traditional bank. Is it insured? It is insured, but not FDIC. Let me read. I'll NCUA? read you the actual. No, it's not federally insured. It's insured by like a $375 million insurance policy. Oh, okay. Which is not a lot of money. That's no, not for a bank. <laughs> for billions of dollars on the market that they're exchanging. Yeah, you might. If something happens, you might just get two percent of what was in there. Yeah, but it's a Nothing crypto. It's a crypto account. Hold on, I'll wait. You're like right in the mic. Sorry. <laughs> I scratched myself. Oh, I got a story. So, I woke up the other morning and I was out in my. I went out to my shop to kind of clean up and get things ready for the day. And I was drinking my coffee. Um, and you know, as you know, that when do your balls itch the most? When do they not? After you shave them? <laughs> okay. Uh, and as so often happens with balls, when you start scratching them, for the first couple minutes, they just get more and more itchy. Uh, so Enraged. I'm, yeah. So I'm out in the shop drinking my coffee. Yeah. They start biting back. Do you think that women have any idea how nuts are scratched? No, I was, they probably no, think it's like a, I know this for way a you fact, scratch everything else. Because I was just talking to a woman about this. Uh, yeah, if you try to scratch your balls like you scratch your arm, it like drags it like a loose you floppy to, rug. You have to tension the scrotum. Yeah, <laughs> first that's the first step. Uh-huh. So you you're doing this weird like thumb finger uh, thumb pinky spread, and then you're yes. itching it with your middle three fingers. <laughs> if you if you got the time for it, I like to do the old pinch yeah. it, pinch and pull method. Oh yeah, where you find the itch, you locate it. You know, and then yep. you do a little bit, almost you get it between a the twist. skin. Yeah, a get the skin twist. there in, in between your forefinger and your thumb and kind of pull and push at the same time. Yeah. Almost like you're balling up a booger in your hand. <laughs> your, your fingers. <laughs> <laughs> that's exactly the uh, motion. The other, the third, which is, yeah, that's my last style, my last technique. The third technique is to bunch it all up and uh, like choke it off like a choker on a log mm-hmm, or something. Mm-hmm. And then take your other hand and just rotate it until it. You get some friction and that works. A little counter-rotational I have tension. a really dry right hand, too, and there's a lot of, like, rough spots on oh, it. Oh, so yeah. It, yeah, it, it gets the job. It's like a loofah. But it, it, exactly. But anyway, so I'm out in the shop drinking my coffee. It's like 9 o'clock in the morning. And uh, my neighbor comes over, and he's talking to me. And he says, uh, hey, I'm going to bring the chainsaw over for you to borrow. And it was kind of random. I didn't really need it. I was like, whatever. Like, you want to leave your chainsaw in here? That's cool, Dan. Um He's like, okay, I'll bring it back in a couple hours. So he leaves, and uh, I start scratching my balls, and it starts escalating. Uh, and I'm in my shop, like, pretty soon. I just got them out. They're out in the air. Plus, you want them ex- airing out it a little helps. bit, too. It does. Dry that out. Yeah, a little it gets breeze. a little balmy down there. Yeah. So I'm doing that, and I'm just not looking up at the chalkboard, just, like, 
going off. Just not balls out. Going hard, like, you know, like squinting my eyes and gritting my teeth. Oh, you know? God. <laughs> just like, God, this sucks. Like, I just want to get yeah. this over with. Um, to where you're just pushing it right up to the line where it's you, gonna you're going to hurt. You're going to leave a cut yeah. or something. Then you want to do that. Cause then yeah. you, oh, God, it's terrible. For days, the scrotum does not heal quick. Um, and all of a sudden, I look over, and there's fucking Dan. Right in my garage with these big old eyes and the chainsaw. He just like, I just like, you know, so I just like turn and put everything back in my pants. Uh, and when I looked back, he was already gone. Um, and so for days, I was like, fuck. He you thought know. you were out there jerking off. <laughs> yeah, he saw my balls. Like, you know, <laughs> who knows what he thought I was doing? I don't know. Should I say something to him? And I uh, was talking to this person about it, and they were like, just go say, just go back. Hey, Dan, I'm scratching my balls. Like, sorry, it was my shop. And I was like, but. What if he didn't see anything? And yeah. I was like, hey, Dan, you saw my dick the other I had my dick out. And then he's like, I didn't see anything. Wait, wait, you had your dick out when I, your dick was out when I came into the shop? Like, you pervert. You, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, it's, you know, treacherous in so there. So I wasn't sure. Talking about dick out stuff. <laughs> and he's a Green Beret Vietnam combat veteran. Like, he's, so he's a, seen some shit. He's seen some shit. Uh, like the other day, I was waiting for him to come outside to talk to him, and all of a sudden, I see this gun barrel come out of his door, and he shot something. I was like, oh, "Yeah, now's, now's not the time. I'll go. T- I'll talk to him about my balls later." Uh, Have you ever shot a twenty-two caliber pellet gun? Yeah, they're really cool. Yeah, Ed has one, and you just—it's a break action. Okay, break the barrel down, put a pellet in, pop Uh-oh. that barrel back up, and just that one pump of breaking it down and. Plop, oh, popping it back up. Dual action. Compresses enough air to fire that thing wow. with some serious velocity. It's hey, a really good you gun. You put some animals down with them. Yeah. I was impressed. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's... Anyway, I'm going to do one more of these, and then we can get out of here. Warrior of the Light. Yeah. This is a really cool book. All right. I have mine. The Warrior of the Light knows that it is impossible to live in a state of complete relaxation. He has learned from the archer that, in order to shoot his arrow any distance, he must hold the bow taut. He has learned from the stars that only an inner explosion allows them to shine. The warrior notices that when a horse is about to jump over a fence, it tenses all its muscles. But he never confuses this tension with anxiety. Hmm. That's pretty good. You gotta... You gotta... You go first on this one. You gotta do what's required to get what you want in life like things require work and effort uh full effort and uh there are moments in life where you need to try really fucking hard um and that doesn't mean it's a bad thing uh it's like you need to know those moments are coming and you need to be ready in those moments live up to it yeah step up i think it also is speaking to not letting fear and worry consume you okay and like it talks about anxiety and not letting so the when it speaks to the the horse getting ready to jump over the fence it tenses all its muscles because it knows exactly what it's about to do and it knows what it needs to do to get over that fence but you don't see that horse off to the side getting ready to rest and it's flexing all its muscles and you know yeah as a metaphor for a human like when we're going to lay down to rest and your mind just won't stop racing about all the worries you have about the next day you don't need to be there because you're not there. Mm-hmm. You should be where you are, which is in your bed trying yeah. to rest. But our minds are really good at just looking ahead to the next obstacle, to the next problem, and you're tensing your muscles too early, and, and that's anxiety. Yeah, and then you're not giving, you don't have quite the same energy and focus as you do. You've expelled some 
some attention already. Some of your life force. Yeah. Uh, that that anxious energy is put in there to get us to move. Right. Right. Like, to create action. And you waste some of it by using it before it's ready. You yeah. You can't get that back. Unless it's something you're like really passionate about, you know. Yeah, sure. well, then that's not the same even because no. that's not anxiety as much as yeah. it is anticipation and But I've been excitement. thinking about that. I've been watching Chasa lately and, and just thinking about her. And I've thought along those lines, just like she's not thinking about anything else but what's going on right now. Mindfulness. Um, and when and she gives 100% in the moment all the time. And there's something I really admire. Yeah, I admire about that. And she doesn't know if tomorrow's going to be there or not. No. Neither do we. No. So why are we she's always wasting our time worrying? She's not even aware of the fact that she's going to die. Yeah. Uh, she just takes each moment and lives. Uh, and she, fuck, she does too. She lives it full. She's, she's a happy dog. To the fullest. Yeah, she's always, in every moment, she's doing whatever she wants. She's living, Chase lives her best life. That's for sure. She really does. Yeah, she's a good dog. Oh, yeah. Well, you want to tell quickly the story about you getting accosted by the homeless? Oh, yeah. So I went over, I got off the boat and went over to Astoria uh, pretty early to get some fried chicken wings from the bistro. And they were fucking killer. Uh, it was a beautiful night. And afterwards, the sun was setting. So I took Chase along the river walk uh, to walk off the chicken wings a little bit. It's good for the digestion. Uh, and just enjoy the evening. And uh, Chase, uh, just walking Chase a place is, has me, I interact with people. Because she, she's a conversation star. People come People up love her. her. They do. Everybody loves her. Nobody loves me, oddly People enough. love Nobody's you, too. Nobody's like, not like that. Nobody's like, hey, who are you? What's your name? Well, like, you're not a golden retriever. Uh, no, but I'm golden. Yeah. And uh, do you throw something? I'll go get it. I'll help a guy out. Yeah, that's true. Dude, I think you're pretty approachable. Um, I do scowl a lot. I do, I do give off the, you know, I do like glare. You have kind eyes, though. If you, if you had more tattoos... Uh, you'd be less approachable, but I don't know. You, I don't know. Maybe yeah. I, I'm scars too. too. too I've had to people tell me this accurate. too. Really? You know that they thought I was going to be an asshole. Really? Yeah, uh, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, I'm walking along the Riverwalk, and I come across this. It was by the Maritime Museum. I come across this. I'm not going to say they were homeless, but they weren't at home, and they looked like they were camping. Dirty. They're camping in the street. Dirty. How many jackets were they wearing? Numeral. I mean, numerous, numerous. <laughs> it's not a word. They it sound is, homeless. But, uh, yeah, there was a couple cars running. It was like a camp. There was a couple cars parked. Uh, and they had like extension cords coming off from the vehicles. Some of them must have had a 12-volt outlet or something. And they were running some uh, equipment. I don't know what they were running hmm. exactly. Uh, Coffee machine. There was music playing, so they were probably... Karaoke. Yeah, probably pra- powering their, their speakers or whatever. Um, I wasn't paying too much fucking attention to it, to be honest, because uh, you don't want to. You try to. You stare. just wish yeah. they weren't there. Yeah, I'm just, just like, try to like, walk by. Uh, I hope you're happy. They're not the. This, the correct me if I'm wrong, but these don't sound like the type of like sad homeless that you feel bad for. No, they sound like a, like an uppity group. These of homeless. aren't like the. Can I have some change? Like, no, sorry, man. God bless you. Like, oh, fuck that guy. He's like in your face. That guy. These are like the, whoa. What do you mean you don't have any change? This is our sidewalk. Yeah. uh, I said money, bitch. I don't want a fucking sandwich. (laughs) We will fuck in your car. Yeah. Dirty Mike. Dirty Mike. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks for the F shack. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, um, so I'm trying to just do my own thing and I'm avoiding them but i got chasa with me and they have a dog with them and the dog sees chasa and me and starts barking uh what kind of dog a pit bull 
Oh, okay. Uh, the homeless love their pits. Uh, yeah. Jason doesn't, isn't going to protect me from shit, as this story explains. Um, so this guy, without saying anything, and I'm all, I see this whole thing happen at this point. I'm looking at the dog, because I'm a dog guy, and I see this guy walk over doesn't say a word to the dog he just front kicks it right to the face oh my god super hard like when anderson silva knocked out forrest griffin like that was a great fight just a bam you know and the dog was like Arr! and it was like the kind of hit where the dog yelped and then kept yelping oh my god you know what dude. i mean those hits uh it was like it was just fucking horrible and he was like hey, fucking piece of shit you know started yelling at it. well he thought he, that dog was gonna get his ass kicked by you uh yeah, maybe I don't know. It doesn't fucking matter to me what he was thinking. His reaction wasn't appropriate. No. In any situation. Uh and then I couldn't say anything. I couldn't help myself. And I had just smoked a little weed. So I wasn't I think I was being pretty calm. Peaceful, easy feeling. Yeah. Uh, I was just like, Whoa, dude. Like and I used the phrase, Don't be a dog beating piece of shit. I was like, He doesn't know what you want. Like you gotta train your dog. Like if I don't want her to bark, she won't bark. And that's because I've fucking communicated that with her through other means uh over a long period of time yeah i put the app done what i'm supposed to fucking do put the work in uh she didn't come this way <laughs> she didn't come awesome uh it made her she awesome. came pretty awesome but yeah true no, no you are true. right though you got to train a dog there's yeah. no untrained dogs just got good genetics humans. got good good predisposition but anyway uh i don't remember exactly everything i said um because out of nowhere all of a sudden i feel this fucking whack and I'm seeing stars. Uh, and I don't know what the fuck's going on. I thought something fell out of the tree and landed on me, like hit me in the head. Uh-huh. Uh, I'm still fuck. on my feet, and I'm, I got my hands on my head, and all of a sudden I feel like the blood, you know, the warmth of the blood. I'm like, oh, God damn it. And all of a sudden it fucking, I start coming too, and I realize that there's all these people are around me all of a sudden, and they're punching me and kicking me. Like I had bruises on my chest and on my leg. Uh, and I can hear Chasa yelping. Oh, my God. So they were getting on her. motherfucker. I'm sure Chasa just ran up to him like, hey, you want to pet me? Like, I want to pet you. Yeah. Uh, and this guy just started wailing on him, on her. Uh, and right away, I thought, there's too many of them. And second thing is, I'm going to get stabbed. If they whacked me with something, they're going to, why wouldn't they stab me? Um, so I threw a couple wild swings and... Did a swim move and got out of there and just connect. I was just screaming for Chase. I connected on something. Uh, Punch the girl. I hope so. <laughs> yeah, I would have done some damage then. Their cheekbones are so fragile. That um, orbital bone. Yeah, yeah. I saw it. God, I hope I hit her hard. No. Uh, but you have yeah, no we idea. Were, just no, flailing, no get, clue. To get free. Yep, just threw a couple and and just created a little distance and got out of the circle. And luckily Chase is old, but she's fit. And she was right on my, you know, I was like, Chase, Chase, come on, Chase. And I was like, please don't stay there. Like, I don't want to have to fucking go back and, you know, fight for you. Uh, yeah. Cause I would have like, God, I, you know, I'm not leaving her anywhere. Um, and so I ran all the way back. I don't know what it was. Quarter mile. My van was parked downtown and I got in it and. That sucks. Drove home. Like when I got home, there was, uh, I, I think it was a piece of beechwood or something because there was like sand on my face and sand in the cut. Mm -hmm. um, I picture like a piece of a two by four that somebody picked up out of the dirt. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Uh, or it's like half water. They got log. me right on the right on the orbital bone, actually the top of it. Uh, and luckily, it could have been worse. It could have been a lot worse. Damn. Yeah, you could have been killed. Um, but fucking crazy. Yeah. If yeah, that gonna, is butt fucking crazy. If they're just crazy. gonna if brazenly do that to me, mm -hmm. 
you know, some guy was like, fuck this motherfucker, you know. Do you blame him? <laughs> right? Yeah, I do. Uh, well, That's I, exactly what I do. I blame <laughs> him or her. I blame I all thinking. of them. No, no. I bet you they were scared, uh, at least at first, when they're like, we pissed this dude off. Um, I, we got to neutralize this situation. Get that fucking board. I thought I came across as like a stoner, just like, whoa, hey, man, peace yeah. not. Maybe I'm. I think you're too big. I don't. Pff, yeah. Dude, if, if somebody I didn't know. Who looked like you was yelling at me? I'd be a little bit. Up. So your your plan is to hit him, dude? I've punched somebody in the fucking face for pushing you. I know that, but that like something was already there was much more lead up. Yeah, there That's was true. more. There was violent undertones going on in that situation. I'm sitting there with a fucking teddy bear of a golden retriever. Uh, yeah. I'm, I just smoked some weed, so you probably smell it. I'm probably acting stoned. Uh, and I don't carry that disposition around anywhere. Yeah. Uh, so just because I'm a fucking big guy, you're going to mollywop me? Oh, no, I, that's total wrong. fucking bullshit. It yeah. is bullshit. Uh, and but, when I made yeah. the police report, they kind of gave me the same thing. Like, hey, really? dude, this uh, it's down there by Bakken Rock where they like... Yeah, I know exactly the spot. Yeah. You never even told me that, and that's the part of the spot I was picturing. There's a port like potty, people with guitars hand and shit. washes and stuff, and he, the cop told me, he's like, this is their place, man. Like, this is where people come and give them food, and, uh, like, you're kind of on their turf, and they, he kind of said the same thing. Like, you probably, you know, fucking scared them a little bit. And like, I don't, I don't, that doesn't fucking matter. Like, yeah, their reaction. They committed a crime. Go arrest them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what? I can't go anywhere because I'm a big guy? Yeah. I, like, Oh, so suddenly the big guy has to fear for his life. That's like asking the girl who got raped, well, what were you wearing? Right. You're hot. Like, they were horny. They're, you're asking for it. Yeah. Walking around like uh, that. That's total fucking bullshit. Um, I had somewhere else to go. I had something else to say that was uh, making me mad. Oh, if I had hurt one of them. You'd be in jail. I'd be on the newspaper. Yeah. All over the internet. Bully. White supremacist bully. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. enough of the homeless. <laughs> Tried to I can solve the homeless problem by myself. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. So that's that was it. Yeah. Damn, and I mean, dude. I didn't. You know, like there were a bunch of people. A bunch of my fishing friends, fishing friends, were like, "Hey, let's fucking go over there." And we'll, a lot of people have that impulse. Uh, I had that impulse. I'll we'll be go, honest. We'll get together, and a couple. I had to stop people from getting together. Like, like, hey. Don't talk to each other about this. Yeah. Uh, I don't give a fuck. And of course, like when I go down to the port and stuff, those fishermen are just ruthless. They're like, what's up, Hilton? I heard you got your ass kicked by a bunch of bombs. It's like, fuck, I'm never posting anything that happens in my life on Instagram ever again, for one. No, I didn't get my ass kicked. Two, uh, well, come on, dude. Give me <laughs> if I did, <laughs> give me that would be a nice way to remind me of it. Yeah. Uh, somebody said something really funny once. I was talking to something i was like yeah fuck you man i'll fucking punch you in the face he's like oh you're talking real tough now that the bums aren't around <laughs> <laughs> yeah i thought that was pretty good yeah that yeah, was funny, that is funny. Uh, but i don't have any you know ill will i mean i can take obviously i took whatever they gave me but it's it's the fact that that kind of behavior yeah with other people around it's gonna happen more and more there's like, more homeless people plenty of people wouldn't have been able to take that same hit no like a child or a woman I mean, well, women could take a hit. Yeah. Uh, Dude, most people would not have tried to talk shit to the bum when he kicked his dog. They would have ran away because they're like, this guy's violent. Why? They don't want to get kicked. Dude, I don't give a fuck who gets kicked or what gets kicked. Well, I'm saying something, got, dude. Somebody thought that they would do that to you and they whacked you See, in his face with something. This is what I, the problem I have in the world. There's too much of that fucking like political discourse and all that kind of shit where everybody's telling each other their other business, but then nobody's fucking sticking up for the dog that's getting kicked. They're quiet right. about that. 
bystander syndrome. Like, fuck that. Yeah. I'm going to focus on what's in front of me. And if it's wrong, I'm going to fucking address it. And if it's right, then you don't need to, like, I don't need to show other people. I don't need everybody else getting involved in my fucking life. Like, I'm just going to stick to what is in front of me and try and handle it the best I can and be the best person that I can. Yeah. Uh, and I'll say something again, that dog kicker. Good. Kick a dog in front of me and see if I don't say anything. I've you said heard it here, people. It's happened a couple times. I got a lady outside of the store in Iwaka once, fucking uh, yanked her dog. Dog was just trying to sniff something, and she yanked it and gave it a little boot, and I was just like, what the fuck, How you? What, what's your take on dogs in cars? Uh, I'm going to need a little more than that. <laughs> like uh, when you see a dog in a car, given where we live, the climate here is very chilly. It's temperate. Oh, with like the heat and you stuff? You do see it, yeah. Yeah, I mean, like you said. We, then again, we really you do carry around a dog in a car often. All, all the time. So you know the protocol. You'd probably be able to determine whether the safety was there or not. Sure. Yeah, okay. So that's a, probably a bad example. Yeah, I'll take that as it comes. Because I've seen some questionable situations where I wanted to break the window. Yeah. But I've also left yeah. my dog in some situations where I'm like, I hope some fucking hero doesn't come by and break my window. Dude, I fucking, one time when I was living in the funeral home in Long Beach, it was Rod Run weekend, and I went to go get together with some people. And I left Chase in the apartment, and I thought I closed everything up, and I left my bedroom window open. And it's right on the highway. Uh, and I left, and, you know, it's just like bumper-to-bumper -bumper traffic, and it was nighttime. And somebody called me. It was like, hey, we got this golden – we saw this golden retriever in the middle of the fucking road in front of McDonald's. Uh, it's like she should have been killed, you know? Yeah. And that was like a total – there's no excuse for it, you know, ignorance and – I think you know, the last time you were on the podcast, you told told a story about letting a dog free for a day. Uh, Marley, the other day, I, it was like midnight, and I was still crabbing at this point, and I like to have a chew before bed, chew tobacco, and I didn't have any, and the store was closed, so I went down to the boat to grab a can of chew off the boat, and it's midnight, and uh, I'd gone surfing that night, and I was going to go crab it in the morning, so uh, I just dropped Chase off at my folks' house, and right when I get out of the car and I'm walking down to the dock, I look over, and there's my mom. It's like, you know, it's like midnight and, like, and she's got her window down. She's like looking and I can tell she's looking for something. I'm like, hey, ma, what are you, what are you doing? And all of a sudden she's like, oh, it's like, <laughs> she like shit herself. Like, what is Jeff doing here? Uh, and she's like, I'm, uh, uh, like, you lost my dog, didn't you? And she's just like, I did. And I was like, like the fuck, I'm sorry. It's your father's fault. You left the goddamn door open. And uh, I was like, whatever. Like, I'm going home. She's been lost a few times yeah. over the years. Uh, she's made it. Yeah, she's um, okay. But, like, I don't, I don't know. It's probably weird seeing your mom out and about in the middle of the night. That was, I like, was, <laughs> it's, that's your time. That's, I, I rule the midnight. If hour. I saw my mom when I was out in my, like, I consider my time, like, four, four in the morning. Sure. Yeah, I consider that your time. Um, I would be like, it would feel, like, bizarre. Yeah. Right away, I knew something was up. Worlds are colliding. Like, something's something's going, up. Yeah, something's out right here. Yeah. Um, but, no, it, it, uh, it happens. Yeah, man. Dogs are heartbreak waiting to happen. Yeah, that's true. She's going to fucking let me, she's going to break me up. She's going to make me really sad one day. I'm going to be devastated when she dies. And we'll come do a podcast about it. I'm not looking forward to that not one. Not that one. All right, well, what do you one. say we read one more of these a piece? Uh, we'll look for short ones. One more a piece. And then, uh, wow, I opened up to that same one again. This book must be warped. Should read it again. Nah, uh, I'm going to read a new one. Okay. This, I'm reading it cold. For the warrior, there is no such thing as an impossible love. He is not intimidated by silence, indifference, or rejection. He knows that behind the mask of ice that people wear, there beats a heart of fire. This is why the warrior takes more risks than other people. 
He is constantly seeking the love of someone, even if that means often having to hear the word no, returning home defeated and feeling rejected in body and soul. A warrior never gives in to fear when he is searching for what he needs. Without love, he is nothing. So I'm going to be straight with you. I was thinking of this girl I got a big crush on. Oh, well, you know, I was going to say these ones, no analysis, but let's, I would like to hear this. And then also you can pick one. Go on. No, like that was, the, that was what was. I was oh, thinking, you don't, I, are you just going to tease us with I that? Was, no, I was just saying like, I did I heard the words, but they didn't, nothing was registering just because I was thinking of her. Oh, it did her, get a little uh, bit lovey-dovey in there. Her beautiful face. Well, why don't you pick one and read it? Okay. Whoops. I should mount those on the ceiling. Well, that's not a bad idea. God, she is beautiful. Oh, come on. <laughs> Cheesy. Read the thing. Okay. Where is the light? A wise Chinese man. Oh, can't do that one. Don't want to get labeled a racist. Because why isn't he a wise black man? Oriental. It said Oriental? No, but isn't that what you should say? No. <laughs> Why? That's a type of food. The Orient is a geographic location. Is it? That people come from and live in. Mm. We're getting, it's a little too close to the end. It's like Scandinavia. Don't, don't get us canceled at the last five minutes. (laughs) It's like Scandinavia. A a lot of countries fall under that umbrella. And then it's Scandinavians? Yeah, just like if you're... Taiwan, Korea, like China, I, Japan, I feel like I'm, gonna, I, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna fall for it. That's not like a slang term. It's a, like it's fucking. No, it's an outdated racial slur. It's not. It's like saying the Middle East. Uh, when you say the Orient, like it's, it's, there's nothing racist about it. Who are you, Marco Polo? Who's going to the Orient? Why don't you just, t- just tell saying, me which like country fucking, you're going to? It, it is a way that people describe a geographic location where people from many different countries. You know, who had certain similarities in the way they look uh, and cultural similarities. Oh, this guy's a racist. Like, that's how they fucking described <laughs> that. And there was no... No, I know. No I hate. Don't know, maybe there's something I don't know about that word. But... Uh, you know what? We're going to have to start changing the way we think about racism now that we can all see other people. Remember when there was a time when you just didn't know what other people looked like? I mean, we weren't born, but remember as a human. Oh, okay. Unless you've been you. there. That made a lot more sense for there to be more racism and xenophobia and things like that. Yeah. Because it's like... What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. But now we just, like, we know what everyone looks like, so we just have to override our little in-group, out-group reaction. And personally, I fucking am outraged by the fact that, like, what? You don't like that guy because he's... Because the way he looks, I don't know. Ridiculous. Like, that seems just as ridiculous to me as being like, no, I don't like that guy. He's got a fucking octopus on his shirt. Yeah, it's similar. But even worse, because they can't change it. It's yeah. just like what they look like. Yeah. But, every, know. you know, everybody has things like that, like people who don't like fat people or people who don't like, you know, yeah. people. I, I hate people who hate dogs. Yeah. I hate those fucking, those people who are super into politics. Bug the shit out of me. I hate I people hate who them. think that other people should care about their opinions. Yeah. I mean, I do have a podcast, so that's a little bit of self-loathing for sure. But You're not shoving it down people's throats. Take it or leave it. Yeah, turn off if you don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. Say it again. Turn it off if you don't like it. But keep it on if you do and tell your friends. Hey, that was good. All right, Jeff. Thank you so much for filling in. I appreciate it a lot. And let's read one or more of those as a closing word. And then we'll we'll get the fuck out of here. Holy moly. 
A warrior knows that an angel and a devil are both competing for his sword hand. The devil says, You will weaken. You will not know exactly when. You are afraid. The angel says, You will weaken. You will not know exactly when. You are afraid. The warrior is surprised. Both the angel and the devil have said the same thing. The devil continues, Let me help you. And the angel says, I will help you. At that moment, the warrior understands the difference. The words may be the same, but these two allies are completely different. He chooses the angel's hand. I don't know who needed to hear that. I hope it works out for you. We are out of here. Love you guys. Always choose the light. Train, say yeah.